Cavalcade of Sports is on the air. of your support, Gillette broadcasts and telecasts other outstanding events, such as the World Series, the Blue and Gray football game, the Rose Bowl game, the Kentucky Derby, the World's Invitational Match Game Bowling Championships, and the top fight of the week every Friday night. Well, today, the capital of all baseball is Baltimore. Yes, this historic old city on Chesapeake Bay has greeted the Silver Anniversary All-Star Game with pride and enthusiasm. And despite cloudy, hot, and humid weather with the temperature around 86 degrees, more than 49,000 have jammed their way into this ballpark in Baltimore Memorial Stadium. And this afternoon, Baltimore and baseball are really one. But then the city of Baltimore has always carried a proud name in the annals of the game. The old Oreos of the 90s comprised a two-fisted, snarling team which changed the entire strategy of baseball. And then later, Baltimore gave birth to the greatest of all baseball heroes, Babe Ruth. The big home run slugger was born only some five miles from right here, and the plaza in front of this beautiful stadium is named for the Bay. It is fitting that this silver anniversary all-star game is being staged here in Baltimore today because it was the great Babe Ruth who hit the classic's first home run back 25 years ago in Chicago and gave the American League a victory by a score of 4-2. Now, 24 games later, the American League holds a victory edge over the National League. 14 for the American League and 10 for the National League. But the past is forgotten, and today is another All-Star Classic. Both Casey Stengel, the American League manager, and Fred Haney, who will be the skipper of the National Leaguers, are confident of victory. This will be the first All-Star managing job for Mr. Haney, but old Case has played this role before. In fact, he beat Walt Austin of the Dodgers last year in St. Louis, the seventh managerial effort for Mr. Single. In those seven, Casey has managed the winning team twice. Well, this year, the two managers have teams which were picked for them by the players of the major leagues. Both the starting teams, with the exception of the pitchers, were named in a poll of these big league players. All the other members were selected by Stengel and Vahaney. Well, the two pitching selections are most important, and right now, warming up for action are two of the best in baseball. Down on our left, on the third base side, is Warren Spahn. He'll be pitching for the National League. And down on our right, on the first base side, uh, Bob Turley of the New York Yankees pitching for the American League. 
Well, Spahn, he's 37 years old. He's won 10 and lost 5 for the world champion Braves this year. He'll be making his sixth all-star appearance at an all-star competition. Warren has won one and lost none. He beat the American League in 1953. That was in a relief appearance when he blanked them with no hits for two innings. Spahn was born in Buffalo, but now lives in Hartshorn, Oklahoma. He's in his 14th National League season and already has racked up eight 20 victory seasons. That's a record for a National League left-hander. Spahn's mound opponent, Bob Turley, is younger and throws harder. Now, Bob this year with the Yankees has won 12 and lost three. He has the most victories of any pitcher in the big leagues. Turley born 27 years ago in Troy, Illinois, but now lives in Lutherville, which is a suburb of Baltimore. Well, there's a contrast of pitching styles in these two starters today. Turley works with no wind-up. Spahn has a classic old-fashioned wind-up. Turley, younger with less experience, features a blazing fastball. Spahn has many different speeds, a fine curve, and a truly artistic conception of the business of pitching. Now, these two were both pitchers in last year's World Series, but never faced each other in those seven games. But they're at it today here in Baltimore. Well, there's been quite a bit of speculation about this huge ballpark and the outcome of the ball game and what effect the park might have. Most of the experts agree the park will be advantageous to the American Leaguers. First of all, the stars of the American League have all played here, and they know the park. And second, it is a park for pitchers. And the experts point out that the American League pitching staff, at least by the records this year, enters the All-Star game as a stronger unit than the National League pitching staff. Now, down the left field line from home plate, directly down the line, measures 309 feet. The same is true in right field. However, to clear the wall there, the drive must be fairly high because the wall measures uh, 14 feet up. In direct center field is 410 feet away, a wire fence, and in the left and right center field area, uh, the park measures uh, 390 feet. Some of the players feel that the background is tough here in Baltimore, and also there is always a defensive maneuver where the outfielders bunch up the middle on them and make it tough to hit that ball through the alley here at Memorial Stadium. Well, here are the starting lineups for the 25th All-Star Game here in Baltimore today. The visiting team, the National League, will lead off with Willie Mays from San Francisco playing center field and batting 358. He's a right-hand batter. Batting number two in Fred Haney's batting order for the National League will be Bob Skinner of the Pittsburgh Pirates. He plays left field and he's hitting 325. Stan Musial of the Cardinals at first base, a left-hand batter batting 361. The cleanup man is Hank Aaron of Milwaukee, the right fielder, hitting 289. Then it's Ernie Banks of the Chicago Cubs at shortstop. Ernie is hitting 303. He's followed by the Pittsburgh third baseman Frank Thomas with a 283 batting mark. And then comes another Buccaneer, Bill Mazeroski of the Pirates, hitting 272 and playing second base. Batting eighth and catching another right hand batter, Adele Crandall of Milwaukee, batting 284. And the pitcher is Warren Spahn, the veteran left hander. He throws and bats left handed. He's won 10 and lost five. For the American League, uh, the home team here on this hot, humid afternoon in Baltimore, manager Casey Stengel has selected the following batting order. 
Nelson Fox leads off. He's at second base, and he is the only left-hand hitter in the lineup to face Warren Spahn. Fox is batting 327. Batting number two, the New York Yankees center fielder Mickey Mantle with a 279 average. The third hitter for the American League is Jackie Jensen of the Boston Red Sox right fielder. He's hitting 311. Then Bob Serve of Kansas City in left field, batting 323. Bill Scourn of New York at first base, hitting 284. Frank Malzone of Boston at third, batting 304. Baltimore's Gus Triandos, the catcher, hitting 262. And then Louis Aparicio of Chicago at shortstop, batting 269. And the ninth batter and the pitcher is the hard throwing right hander, Bob Turley, who's won 12 and lost three. Well, those are the lineups, and everybody is ready here for the 25th Major League All Star game. And now it's our pleasure to introduce once again to you folks a fellow that has brought you a lot of pleasure on the World Series and the All-Star Games from Cleveland, Bob Neal. Thank you very much, Ernie Harwell, and hello, baseball fans everywhere. A great setting here in Baltimore's beautiful Memorial Stadium. The Vice President of the United States has just come in, along with the Commissioner of Baseball, Mr. Ford Frick. They have joined with the other dignitaries of both the American and National League, taking their seats in the temporary uh, seats, that have been put up just to the right of the American League dugout, which is a recessed affair here in Baltimore. And uh, the fans are really jumping as they wait for these two great ball clubs, composed of the finest ball players and the opinion of the players themselves who voted for this team. Manager Fred Haney says he's out to win this one. He'll use everybody on the bench if necessary. He says if he can get out in front early, he may leave the starting lineup in there. But he says he'll use all the pitches he has if he has to. Casey Stengel, of course, is equally desirous of winning this one. And uh, old Case has got quite a selection of ball players also. So certainly the fans, not only here in Baltimore, but around the world, are having an opportunity today to see the dream game, the all-star game, the battle between the cream of the American League and the cream of the National League. Warren Spahn down to our left, including his warm-up tosses, the man with a classic delivery, uh, certainly one of the wisest pitchers in baseball. He's got that good fastball. It maybe doesn't have the zing that it used to have, but it's sneaky fast. He's got a good curve, and as he said last night, usually when he delivers that ball, he has a pretty good idea of where it's going. Many baseball fans uh, who get into the continual discussion of the left-hander versus the right-hander have been trying to discuss and analyze this game on the basis of Warren Spahn, going against right-hand hitters like Mickey Mantle, who has belted 21 home runs, ja Jensen of the Boston Red Sox, Jackie Jensen with 24, served with 22. But uh, this great left-hander has faced some pretty fine right-hand hitters in that National League, and none of them have been able to dent him too much. The photographers have all uh, gathered around the Vice President of the United States and the Commissioner and the Presidents of the two leagues, and certainly this is really a holiday treat for folks with the cameras. They've been getting pictures of their favorites, whether they be the National League or the American League. And they're uh, all-stars all. Bob Turley has concluded his warm-up tosses. Casey Stengel now down with Fred Haney, down at home plate, going over the ground rules with the umpires. Eddie Rommel, who lives uh, maybe five minutes away from this park, a veteran American League umpire, but would be working the plate. Eddie uh, pitched batting practice in the first game back in 1933. Tom Gorman of the National League will be at first base. 
Bill McKinley of the American League at second, and Jock O'Connor of the National League will be working at third. And down the right field foul line, Frank Sicori of the National League and Frank Umont down the left field line of the American League. As Ernie pointed out to you, right-hand hitters may have some problem today hitting home runs because of a breeze that's blowing from left to right field. There's a threat of rain, although it is not uh, imminent, but there is a prediction of rain sometime around 4 o'clock. It's hot, it's humid, but no one really cares much about the weather because the All-Star Game is here in Baltimore. There is a temporary, or I should say supplementary, scoreboard that is hung on the left center field bleachers. The ball that hits on there and bounces off is a condition of the ground rule, both in left and right field. And as the game progresses, we'll explain those to you so that if uh, such a, an occurrence should come up, you'll be fully uh, covered on the complete situation. Umpires now have started to move out to their respective positions. The meeting at home plate has broken up. And now, ladies and gentlemen, everybody uh, joining as the photographers have been asked to uh, move off the field so that this game uh, might get underway. The All-Star game is just seconds away now from being played. The American League last year coming up with a squeaker, although they had great pitching in the beginning from Jim Bunning and Billy Lowe's. They got a threat in the ninth, but they hung on to win 6-5. to five. So with both clubs loaded with the long ball hitters, with fine defensive fielders, with great base runners, and with the knowledge and the fine baseball techniques of two very skilled managers, we're going to see some real baseball played here today. American League moves out on the field. Frank Malzone of the Boston Red Sox moves to his defensive position at third base. Louis Aparicio, very fast with a very strong arm at shortstop. Nellie Fox at second base. Bill Scourin at first. In left field for the American League is Bob Serve of the Kansas City A's. Center field, Mickey Mantle. Now, we're going to have the Star Spangled Banner to be sung by Matt Thomas. Identification.
40 years old and proud of it. Mohawk Chevrolet Schenectady, the Capital District's oldest Chevrolet dealer. Before you buy any car, check with Mohawk. Compare Mohawk's new Chevrolet deal. Compare trade-in, service, and courtesy. You'll choose Mohawk Chevrolet, famous for red carpet service, best by a mile. 748 State Street, Schenectady. Now back to Baltimore. And the catcher for the American League is being waved in a little further, or now waved away by Vice President Nixon. He doesn't want any little lob toss. He wants to really throw a strike. He throws it. It's a little high and inside, but I guess you'd call it a strike. So the Vice President now uh, shakes hands with Gus Triano, says he'll get his autograph after, and he's typical of the great baseball fans that are here today. Bob Turley is out there on the mound now, getting ready to start his warm-up tosses, and waiting off to the left is Willie Mays. Bob Turley, during the regular season in the American League, started 16 games and completed 11. He gave up only 60 walks. He struck out 90 to lead the American League. He's pitched four shutouts, and his earned run average so far in the American League is 2.41. Turley was uh, selected in 1954 for the All-Star game that was played that year in Cleveland. However, he hurt his eye in a pregame warm-up, uh, got a black eye out of it, and didn't get a chance to play. So this youngster who started in baseball with rather a great possibility, but with an unusual uh, talent for wildness, and who's developed now that uh, wildness into uh, great control, is ready to face the first batter for the National League, and the 1958 All-Star game is underway. Willie Mays steps in there. Willie, a right-hand batter. Batting 357 on the regular season, has 16 home runs. This is his fifth All-Star game. He's very fast. He can hit the ball. He can bunt. He can do almost anything. Outfield's playing him straight away. Left side of the infield backed up. Bob Turley with no wind-up. Delivers, and it comes down. A swing and a ground ball down the left side. Hits the bag. Fair ball. Malzone takes it and does not make a throw. So the ball hitting the third base bag bounces high, and it's a base hit for Willie Mays. So the first base hit of the 1958 game goes to Willie Mays on a ground ball hitting the bag, bouncing high in the air. Malzone got it, but no chance to get the fleet-footed Mays. Here's Bob Skinner of the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's playing left field. He's a tall, lanky fellow, really lanky. Wearing number four, Willie Mays leads away, and Bill Scowron holds against him. The outfield shades a little to the right. The wind blowing from left to right field. Turley ready, delivers to him. Swings, and he drives one out into right field. Moving off to his left is Jackie Jensen. He has it for out number one. Skinner got good wood on that ball. Hit it deep into right field. But it's 309 feet out there. A high wall extends up into the seats. And here's the man. There is only one Stan Musial, and he's in there right now. Standing deep in the box, bends over, feet are close together, slightly close stance. Mays leads away. Bluffs uh, move down a second, the pitch is inside. Ball one with a curve. Musial breaks an all-star record every time he steps up to the plate. He's played more games than any other. This is his 15th. He has the most hits, 16, most home runs, 5, and most total bases, 33. Swings and misses for a strike. One and one. Stand the man Musial, number six. 
And you don't have to say from the St. Louis Cardinals because it's synonymous. Mickey Mantle is over in right center. He's not too deep. Jensen's deep in right field. Bill Scowron holding against Mays with a good lead. Charlie checks him. Here's the pitch coming down. High outside with a fastball. Ball two. Two balls, one strike. Louis Aparicio shaded a little bit over towards second base. He's playing at shortstop. Nellie Fox halfway between first and second. Mayo Smith of the Philadelphia Phils coaching down at first. Bill Rigney of the San Francisco Giants coaching down at third. Curly ready. The 2-1 pitch is a curveball inside for ball three. Three balls and a strike. Musial now takes a check with the third base coach, Bill Rigney. Willie Mays looks back to Mayo Smith coaching at first. We've just started. And the National League has a runner on at first base. One out. Musial to be followed by Hank Aaron. Turley ready to work. Throws over to first. Back safely. Three balls, one strike. One out. No score. Turley takes the stretch. Looks over to first. And now steps off. Sun has been blotted out momentarily by a heavy accumulation of clouds. Here's the 3-1 delivery to Mays. There goes uh, Mays going down to second. The base hit in the right field. Mays makes the turn at second. He's going on to third. As Musial drives one into right field. Throw in the first. Back safely. So the National League has a runner at first and third. As Willie Mays making a break on the pitch. And Musial hitting behind him. Moves him all the way around to third base. So the National League with runners at third and first. One man out and Hank Aaron of the Milwaukee Braves up there. Aaron playing in his fourth All-Star game. Hitting 289 in the regular season. Hank got off to a slow start and had a couple of teeth removed. So the National League threatens early in the ball game. Bob Turley now adjusts his cap. The outfield playing straight away as Hank Aaron, right-hand batter, moves in there. Hank, slender build. Mays moves down the line at third. Here's the pitch coming to Aaron. A curveball outside and low. Ball one. Ernie Banks of the Chicago Cubs on the on-deck circle. And we're going to have some bullpen activity for the American League. Here's Turley with a stretch. The check of the runners and the pitch. A curve is outside for ball two. Just missed the corner. Two and nothing. Ray Narleski of the Cleveland Indians is in the American League bullpen. Bob Turley looking into Gus Triandos. These two fellows are in business together. Here's the two-ball pitch. Fastball strike call. Across the letters. And it's two balls and a strike. Willie Mays at third base. Stan Musial on first. No score in the ball game, but the National League threatening to come in with some here in the top of the first inning. Outfield straight away. Turley ready, and he delivers. There's a swing and a ground ball foul. Outside the third, bouncing off the facing out there. Folks all bending over, almost in kind of a musical aggregation order. Dipping down, trying to get that ball. Looked like a dancing line. Finally, somebody about the eighth one got it. So a fine souvenir. Two balls and two strikes now with one out, two men on. Hank Aaron, the batter. There have been 12 games in this series. 
where neither team has been able to score in the first inning. But the National League appears to be right on the door. Two and two. Turley with a stretch. Looks to Mays at third. And the pitch on the way to Aaron. A curveball. Just misses outside and high ball three. Three balls and two strikes. Eddie Rommel of the American League calling the balls and strikes. Tom Gorman of the National League down at first. Bill McKinley at second. Jocko Conlon's at third. All right, a big pitch coming down now as Turley delivers. There's a swing and a fly ball hitting the left center field. Mickey Mantle breaking over to his right. Settles under it. Mays tagged up at third. There's the catch, and Mays will come home with the first run of the ball game. So Hank Aaron gets credit for a sacrifice fly. Hit into left center field, and Willie Mays comes home with the first run of the ball game, and the National League breaks on top. One to nothing. Ernie Banks moves up there now with two out. Musial holds at first base. Banks playing in his fourth All-Star game, batting 3-0-3. He's perhaps got a pair of the finest wrists in baseball. Very quick with him. Hits the long ball. Closed stance. Stands deep in that right-hand batter's box. The outfield straight away. Backed up at third is Frank Malzahn. A stretch by Turley in the pitch. Curve is outside for ball one. Turley just missing that corner. He looked in to umpire Rommel, who motioned it was a little low. So it's one ball. Two men out. The National League with a run in. Bob Turley set to work. Looks to Musial and he delivers. There's a swing and a miss on a curve. One and one. Folks of Gillette, mighty happy to be sending this along to you. 1-1 pitch. Inside, hits him in the bank. So Banks is hit by a pitch. It was a big, slow curveball that didn't curve. And that's the first hit batsman. And the National League now has a runner at first base, Ernie Banks. Stan Musial moves down to second. So one run in. Runners at second and first. Two men out, and Frank Thomas of the National League's Pittsburgh Pirates, third All-Star game, and he's also a big long ball hitter. Frank wearing that number 15, right-hand batter. The outfield playing him straight away. Sun shining brightly now as Turley checks the runners, and he delivers to Thomas, outside and high ball one. Castriando's popping that ball out to his pitching mate, Bob Turley, as Ray Narleski continues to work out in the bullpen for the American League. Here's the pitch coming down. It's outside and high ball two. Two or nothing now. Turley, who has displayed amazing control so far in the first half of the American League season, having a little trouble here in the first inning. Bobby is perhaps trying to pitch very carefully to these National League hitters. And just missing the corners. Two balls a count. Stretched by the right-hander. Looks back to Musial at second. Comes down with a pitch to Thomas. A swing and a foul back. Strike one. Two balls and one strike. Frank Thomas hitting 283 on the regular season. 
standing in there waiting. Malzone is guarding that foul line. He's backed up at third. Louis Aparicio deep at short. Serve is deep and left. Serve has the part of his right shoe cut out. He broke a toe over in Detroit. And he dyed the sock so nobody could see his sock showing through. Here's the 2-1 pitch. It's outside for ball three. Three balls and a strike with a fastball that just missed low and outside. So now it's three balls and one strike with Musial at second. Ernie Banks on at first. Nash League with a run in. And Bob Turley in trouble. Frank Thomas so far this year has hit 22 home runs. He has 67 runs batted in. And will he swing on the 3-1 pitch? We'll know in a second as here it comes, and he does. He fouls it off to the left. Moving over is Frank Malzone. It goes out of play into the temporary seats. So the count is run now to three balls and two strikes. Thomas swinging on the 3-1. As Fred Haney, living up to his pregame statement, said he was going to try and get a lot of runs early. Use everybody if he had to, because he's out to win this one. American League stands 14 victories against 10 losses, but the National League has won six out of the last eight games. Stan Musial at second, Ernie Banks at first, lead away, two out. And the 3-2 pitch comes down. Outside and low ball four. First base on balls. Given up by Bob Turley. And here comes Casey Stengel. Bases are loaded. The National League now has Stan Musial moving over to third. Ernie Banks is on second. And Frank Thomas with the base on balls is on at first. Casey Stengel making a move out there to the mound to talk it over with his right-hander. Gus Triando's out there with him. Casey takes that familiar pose of his, talking to his right-hander, and Gus Triando's joining in it. And on this occasion, Jensen and Mantle have a chance to visit in right center. It's rather interesting that with the left fielder, Bob Serve, the center fielder, Mickey Mantle, and the right fielder, Jackie Jensen, all together, these three youngsters were all together on one team with the old Kansas City Club when they belonged to the New York Yankees. So Casey's going to leave his star right-hander in there. Coming up is Bill Mazeroski, youngster from the Pittsburgh Pirates, who has had, well, to put it uh, in the superlatives, you'd have to say an exceptionally fine year. Bill Mazeroski, a youngster. He hails from Youngstown, or Barberton, Ohio. Bill so far has nine home runs, and the ball gets away from Gus Triandos, and here comes Sam Musial in to score. Now the question will be whether it was a wild pitch or whether the catcher, had, uh, with ordinary effort, could have blocked the ball. It's a wild pitch charged to Bob Turley, and the National League has picked up another run. So it is a two-to-nothing ball game. Turley has hit a batter. He's walked a batter, and he's committed a wild pitch. So it's the National League 2, the American League nothing. The other runners move up with Ernie Banks going over to third and Thomas over to second. There's a line drive in the left field. Serve slips, but he grabs it right off his shoe top. Serve started to come in on the ball, slipped, recovered himself in time to grab it. In the top of the first inning for the National League, they get two runs. They had two hits. There were no American League errors, and two men were left on the bases. So at the middle of the first inning, the National League 2, the American League coming to bat. 
You know, you should have heard these all-stars battle last night over which league is tops, the American or the National. You'd think they could never agree on anything, but they do. Whether it be a Stengel or a Haney, a Logan or Malzone, you'll find that these and most other big leaguers know that for really clean, comfortable shaves, they need a Gillette Super Speed Razor. With good reason, too. Only Gillette gives them, and you, a choice of three razors, the light, regular, and heavy super speed. Now, one of them is designed to match your skin and beard exactly. The light is for men with lighter beards. The regular for average skin and beard. And the heavy is just right for men with dense, hard-to-shave beards. Why don't you get next to real shaving luxury? Get a Gillette Super Speed Razor that's precision-engineered to your own particular requirements. Complete with a dispenser of Gillette Blue Blades and handy travel case, it costs only one dollar. American League now has a chance with Warren Spahn out there on the mound to take a look at the fine delivery of one of the great pitches of all time in baseball. Well, Bob Turley had a rough first inning. He gave up two hits. He found himself hitting a batter. He walked a batter, and he committed a wild pitch. So it's two for the National League, nothing for the American League. Spawn looks in as Nellie Fox steps up there. Fox, a left-hand batter. Pitch to him, comes down, and a strike call. Nellie uh, uses a kind of a modified bottle bat. It's not the typical bottle bat, but there's very little taper down on the handle. He chokes it up, and he can hit to all fields. Frank Thomas is in close at third for him, and the pitch to him is a swing and a miss. Strike two. Thomas now drifts back. Lumen Harris of the Baltimore Orioles coaching at third. Jim Turner of the Yankees coaching at first. The outfield is not too deep for Nellie, although Aaron is backed up in right. Wind up and the two-strike pitch on the way to Nellie Fox. Swings, hits a ground ball to the left side. Ernie Banks moves under this one, has it, shoots it over to first. High throw. Off the bag is Stan Musial safe at first. There's an error on the throw as Ernie Banks... Shooting that ball over to Stan Musial got it a little too high, and Fox going down that line is in. So a lot of action today for the baseball fans all around the world. Here's Mickey Mantle batting from the right side. Mickey has hit 21 home runs so far. Outfield deep and around uh, just a bit to the left. There's some activity in the National League bullpen. Looks like Bob Friend throwing out there. Warren Spahn delivers now to Mantle outside. Ball one. National League two, the American League nothing. We're in the last half of the first inning. Mantle to be followed by Jackie Jensen. Nellie Fox leads away. Musial holds against him. The pitch by Spahn is outside. Ball two now to Mickey Mantle. Mantle has been hitting at a prodigious clip from the right side of the plate. He's had a little trouble with his shoulder, but recently started to really wallop him from the left side. He's had some x-ray treatments on his shoulder. He stands deep, holds that bat right on the end. Warren Spahn with the stretch, the kick, and he throws over to first and back safely is Nellie Fox. 
Frank Thomas at third. Ernie Banks at short. At second base is Bill Mazeroski. Stan Musial at first. The pitch coming down to Mantle. A swing, and there's a line drive hit out in the left center field. That may go all the way to the fence. Willie Mays cutting over. Nellie Fox rounds second, goes to third, to throws into second base. And Mantle is on with a single. First base hit for the American League is Mickey Mantle's line drive single into left center field. Fine throw by Willie Mays, and his great speed kept that ball from going all the way out to the fence. Up there now is Jackie Jensen of the Boston Red Sox, who's having one of the great years of his career. He's hit 24 home runs. He's batting 311. This is Jackie's third All-Star game, wearing number four. Spawn ready. Runners at third and first. Delivers. Curveball outside. One ball to count. Del Crandall of the Milwaukee Braves doing the catching. So the Spawn has his uh, regular catching mate. Outfield just a little around to the left. Here's the stretch by Spawn and the one ball pitch. Half swing, but it's ball two as he does not go all the way around. Half swing many times. The umpire at the plate will check down with the first base umpire or the third base umpire, depending upon which side of the plate the batter is swinging from, to check to see whether the wrists were broken and the bat crossed the plate. Spawn set. Goes to first with the throw back safely. Mandel at first. Nellie Fox at third. American League trailing. National League two. American League nothing. We're in the last half of the first. Here's Spawn, ready to work. Comes down with a pitch to Jensen. A swing, a ground ball down to the third baseman. Thomas shoots it over to the second baseman. The first, it's a double play. Fast double play as Thomas comes up with the ball over to Mazeroski, over to Stan Musio. And that one, if you score along with us, is 5-4-3. And a run coming in for the American League is Mickey Mantle. So it's a 2-1 to one ball game. Jensen does not get an RBI. But it's a 2-1 to one ball game, and here's Bob serve. Left-hander Spawn delivers to him. Fastball low and outside for ball one. American League has a run on a hit and an error. Outfield shaded just a little around to the left. Serve wearing number 33. Pitch to him. Swings on it. Loops a base hit out into center field. So Bob Serve drills one out there into center field. Two hits for the American League. They have a run home. And here's Bill Scourin of the... American League's New York Yankees. He has hit eight home runs. This is his second All-Star game. Scarron wears a, if you'll excuse the expression, a slight girdle to help his back. Bill has had a few problems with his back, and it helps him. Serve, leads away from first, the pitch by Spawn, swung on, fouled off to the right. Out of play, strike one. Warren Spahn, certainly a classic gentleman of form in the art of pitching, is ready to work, and he delivers, and it's inside for ball one. One ball, one strike, two up, runner at first base, and the National League leads the American League two to one. Here's Spahn, set to work, checks the runner at first, comes down with a one-one pitch, it's inside for ball two, two balls and a strike. Bob serve, 
who has really had some tough luck this year, but continues to play despite it. Had a broken jaw, had his wire, jaw wired up for about a six-week period. There's a swing on a curveball, a high fly ball into right center field. Drifting out there for it is Willie Mays and Hank Aaron, and Aaron makes the catch. So in the first inning for the American League, they get one run, they had two hits, the National League committed one error, and there was one man left on base. At the end of one inning of play, the score is National League 2, the American League 1. Hello there, everybody. This is Mel Allen with news from Papermate of a pen that's new from tip to clip and guaranteed not to skip. That's right. The handsome all-new Capri Mark III by Papermate writes every time without skipping, even on hard-to-write surfaces like slick, shiny paper and glossy photos. You can even take butter, smear it on paper, and the new Papermate Capri Mark III will write right over the butter. Positively won't skip. How about that? Try that with an ordinary pen... Watch it skip over the butter. What's the secret? Papermate's new writing formula with detergent action. The new Papermate Capri Mark III cleans its own path through grease spots, handprints, and fingerprints on paper. And skipping forever. So remember, two hearts on the clip guarantee the pen won't skip. Get the new Capri Mark III by Papermate with famous piggyback refills. Just two forty nine at stores everywhere. Ready to move into the top half of the second inning now with Bob Turley, who weathered a kind of a severe storm in that first inning when Robert got nicked for two runs on two hits. He walked a batter, he hit a batter, and he committed a wild pitch. Del Crandall of the Milwaukee Braves doing the catching, batting in the number eight spot for the National League. First man to face Bob Turley and a pitch to him. Swings on it, hits a fly ball into left field. Bob serves, starts in, moves back now, still going out, and he pulls it in. Serve had to run away from the outfield, almost like a football end going out there for a forward pass, and he hauled it in as he kept running out towards that fence. That ball started to sail on him and moved on out there, but serve had his eye on it. And hauled it in. One out. Warren Spahn, who besides being a great pitcher, is also a pretty fine gentleman with that wood. Warren bats as he throws from the left side. Bob Turley with no windup. Delivers to him. He swings and he misses for a strike. Fastball. Outfield is shaded around to the right. They split in left center. Serve is fairly shallow in left. Mickey Mantle in right center. And deep in right field is Jackie Jensen. The right side of the infield moved back with Fox at second. There's a fastball inside. Down is Spawn. One and one. Warren, as he got up on his feet, uh, sort of uh, breathed a big sigh of relief. Ball was up around his chin. And he looked back to umpire Eddie Rommel and said, uh, Phew. Ray continues to work in the American League bullpen. Here's Turley's delivery to Spawn. Fastball just missed the corner, and it's two balls and a strike. National League is leading two to one. We're in the top half of the second inning. Two runs on two hits. There's a fastball inside ball three. So it's three and one now to Spawn, who takes a look down at Bill Rigney coaching at third base. Three.
Three balls, one strike. Warren Spahn standing in there, wearing number 21. Here's the pitch to him. Little high, ball four. So Bob Turley gives up his second walk. National League has a base runner in the pitcher Warren Spahn, and up there for his second time at bat is Willie Mays. Willie has a base hit. He led off with a ground ball that hit the bag, bounced high in the air, and he beat it out. Willie now has uh, seven hits and 13 times at bat in all-star competition. The fastball tries to pull away, fouls it off to the right. So it's strike one to Willie. The outfield playing him straight away. Breeze uh, has diminished somewhat in velocity from left to right field. Sky is overcast at the moment. Spawn leads away. Scourin playing back at the runner at first, about two steps. Pitch comes down, and it's outside and low. Nice stop by Gus Triandos, and it's one ball and one strike. Casey came out in the first inning to talk to Turley. When he got the bases loaded. Here's the stretch by the right-hander. The look over to first and the 1-1 pitch. A curveball. Catches the corner. Strike two. Willie Mays looks around. Digs in a little bit. Turley looking him over. As Gus Triendo's down there gives him the sign. Looks over to first. He's ready in the 1-2 pitch. Swung on. A bouncer down to the third baseman. Malzone in. Makes the throw to second to Nellie Fox. Throw to first is too late. But the force is on Warren Spahn at second base. As Frank Malzone, charging in, made a good scoop and a good throw to Nellie Fox to force the runner moving over. Mays becomes the base runner. Spahn forced at second, and the play goes 5-4. If you're scoring along with this, the third baseman, Malzone, to the second baseman, Nellie Fox. So we have two out, runner at first base, and up now is Bob Skinner. Skinner towers over Gus Triandos. Mays leading away. Turley goes to first with a throw, no play. Outfield is pulled around to the right. Here's the pitch by Turley. Swings and fouls it off. So Skinner stands in there. Skinner is 6'4", weighs 185 pounds. He's from San Diego, California. Tall, lanky youngster. Swings that bat from the left side. There's a big hole open out in left center field. Malzone is moved away from third, playing deep. Aparicio shaded over near second base. Willie Mays leads away. Here's the throw over to first, back safely again. National League 2, the American League 1. We're playing in the top half of the second inning here in Baltimore. Stretched by Turley. There goes Mays. A pitch is a throw down to second. The ball gets away from Aparicio. Mays is up and going on to third. Willie Mays goes to third as Mantle throws the ball into the pitcher. The ball was inside for a ball. And uh, Mr. Mays, I think, will get a stolen base on the presumption that he had the throw beaten. 
but he gets the stolen base going to second, and the error allows him to go to third. So William Ames with a stolen base, and the error by the catcher, Gus Triandos, on the throw, moves to third base. Though the fans have seen just about everything so far. One ball and one strike now to Skinner with a runner at third base in Willie Mays. And we have two out. 1-1 one, one pitch is too high with a fastball. Ball two. Fans are still buzzing over Mays' spectacular speed going down to second and the way he recovered and moved over to third. Here's the 2-1 pitch. A ground ball to the left side. Malzahn can't get it. It's a base hit in the left field. And here comes Willie Mays with the third National League run. The throw is into second base. Skinner hitting to the opposite field. Hits the ball by Malzahn. And here comes Casey Stengel. So Bob Skinner of the Pittsburgh Pirates drives in the third run. Set up by a stolen base and an error. And it looks like we're going to have Rain Arleski coming on. Rain Arleski coming on in the second inning here with two out. So Bob Turley has worked one and two third innings. He has given up a total of three hits. He has walked two batters. He hit one batter. Committed one wild pitch. And he has been charged with three runs. He has not struck out a batter. And the first man that Ray Narleski will face will be Stan the Man Musial. While we wait now for Ray Narleski to move in from the bullpen, we now pause 30 seconds for station identification. Forty years old and proud of it, Mohawk Chevrolet, the Capital District's oldest Chevrolet dealer. Mohawk's record of over 100,000 cars and trucks sold was not built on promises, but performance, plus red carpet service before and after the sale. Get Mohawk's new Chevrolet deal, a good deal more for your dollar. Deal with Mohawk Chevrolet, best by a mile, 748 State Street, Schenectady. WGY, WGFM, Schenectady. GLF offers $50 saving on home freezers now. Two years to pay, free delivery, five-year guarantee. GLF, 642 South Pearl, Albany. Certainly one of the fine relief pitchers in the American League. He and his roommate Don Mossy were the one-two punch for many years at the bullpen for the Indians. So Narleski takes over the pitching for the American League as the National League takes a 3-1 lead here in the game early. Uh, Ernie Harwell, uh, rather familiar with uh, Bob Turley, uh, Ernie, do you have any uh, thoughts on uh, Robert uh, perhaps trying too hard today? Well, he might have been, Bob. That's uh, entirely possible. He seemed to be pushing the ball a little bit, and uh, my observation was that he wasn't throwing as uh, many fastballs as he generally does. He was uh, going mostly to his curve and sometimes the changeup and having trouble getting the ball over. That was uh, one of uh, the chief faults of Bob in the early part of his career. He seemed to have conquered it, but it uh, came back at him here today before this uh, big crowd and this big ball game. Well, thank you, Ernie. Stan the Man Musial now will be the first batter against Ray Narleski. Musial came up in that first inning, got a base hit. He moved to second when Banks was hit by a pitch. 
went to third when Frank Thomas walked, and he scored on a wild pitch. Narleski takes the stretch, looks over to first. Skinner leads away. Two out. Pitch to him. High and outside. Ball one. Every time uh, Mr. Musial comes up in this all-star game, he just uh, writes a new one up there for the Booger Boys someday to try and break. There's a swing on a fastball. He pops it foul, coming back out of play over the top of the deck. And the count now, one ball, one strike to stand the man. Mickey Mantle has moved over into right center field. Jackie Jensen is deep in right. Bob serve in left, and so they've split the left center field. Nellie Fox playing on the edge of the outfield grass at second base, and Scourin holding against the runner. Narleski with a 1-1 pitch. Comes down with it. Swung on. Fly ball hitting the right field. Shallow. Nellie Fox moving back out. Jensen coming in. Fox with his arms out. Says he'll take it. And he does. Throw in the second inning. Ray Narleski comes in. Pitches a third of an inning. Gets the side out. But the American League finds the National League picking up a run on one hit. One American League air. And one man left. At the end of one and a half innings... And at the middle of the second inning, the score is the National League 3, the American League 1. You know, uh, Hank Aaron is certainly one of the fine youngsters here. Two years in organized ball before he jumped right up to the majors. They say Hank would be a star in any era of baseball. He's a top hitter, a sure fielder, fast on the base paths. And a Gillette man? Yes, sir. Hank says, I've learned that the only way to get really clean shaves that last is with a Gillette blade and a Gillette razor. Now that's straight talk for you. And he's right because only the Gillette Super Speed is specially designed to match your skin and beard. There are three Gillette Super Speed razors and one of them is right down your alley. The light is for men with lighter beards, the regular is for men with average skin and beard, and the heavy is for tough, hard to shave beards. One has the exact blade edge exposure edge angle and weight to shave you clean, really clean, with comfort no other razor can deliver. And that's guaranteed by Gillette. Remember, Gillette. Last half of the second inning, Frank Malzone of the American League, the third baseman from the Boston Red Sox, against Warren Spawn. The pitch to him is outside. Ball one. Frank Malzahn, batting 304 on the regular season in the American League, has six home runs. Pitched by Spawn to him, swings on it, fouls it off to the right, and it's one and one. One ball and one strike. On deck is Gus Triandos. National League leading three to one. They have three runs on three hits, and... They have committed one error. The American League, one run on two hits, and they've committed an error. Spawn with a 1-1 delivery. Outside with a curve, and it's two balls and a strike. Warren Spawn uh, showing the degree of heat here today in Baltimore. Looks down in now for the sign. Starts the windup, and the left arm comes down with a 2-1 pitch. Swung on. Here's a drive deep in the left field. Going back is Skinner. He's got lots of room, and he grabs it. Right in front of that auxiliary scoreboard. One out in the last half of the second inning. And here is the Baltimore Orioles catcher, Gus Triando.
windows. Right-hand batter as Spawn starts the windup, and the pitch comes down to him outside for ball one. Gus, a very personable fellow, is of Greek descent. He has a pitcher on the Baltimore staff, an Emma Milk Pappas. And he takes the strike, and it's one and one. Both lads are of Greek descent, and they get together a lot of times talking over their signs. And Billy Lowe's uh, also in that uh, group. There's a swing up, base hit, hit out in the right center field. Hit by the second base, Joe Mazeroski, who's breaking to his right. But Friandos lines a single in the right center field. So that is hit number three. And it brings up little Louis Aparicio. This is Louis's first all-star game. Fans, of course, who follow the Baltimore Orioles here in Baltimore have seen him come in with the Chicago White Sox. National Leaguers haven't seen too much of him. He hasn't really had a chance in the field. He's quite spectacular in the field, and he's done very well with the bat. Takes low and outside from Warren Spahn. Ball one. Louis batting 269. Bob Friend is up and pumping in the National League bullpen. We're playing in the last half of the second inning. The American League is trailing. It's 3-1 to one for the National League. Spawn checks the runner at first, and the pitch comes down to Louie. A ground ball to the right side. Coming in for us, Mazeroski scoops to Banks, throws to first, safe at first. Forrest at second base. No double play. So the force on Triandos was from the second baseman, Mazeroski, to the shortstop, Ernie Banks. And Louie Aparicio is safe at first, as the relay was too late to get him. Ray Narleski is scheduled a bat. Narleski's nickname is the Bronc. He's very deliberate. He has an intense competitiveness. And he uh, likes to swing that bat like most pitchers do. He never really does too much with it, although he has hit on occasion a few long home runs. The outfield's not too deep in center. And in right field. Pitch to him. Slow curve is outside. Ball one. Warren Spahn working out there for the National League with the base runner at first, Louis Aparicio, and the National League leading 3-1. We're playing in the last half of the second inning, and there's two men out. Look to first by Spahn. And the throw to first, and he's back safely. Spahn has that very deceptive move over there. Raises that leg like he's coming down with the pitch. This time throws back over again. And this time Aparicio's holding right at the bag. Thomas guarding that foul line at third. Aparicio jumps off to a lead. Spawn checks him and the pitch comes down. And it's a strike call. One and one. One ball, one strike. Warren Spawn. Delivers over to first base, and Aparicio has to dive back this time. Oh, that Spahn really fires that ball over there. He and Whitey Ford of the American League, two of the finest pickoff men you'll ever find. They got that big motion. Of course, they have an advantage being left-handed. They're looking over towards first base. Skies are clearing overhead. Some blue skies. Breeze blowing from left to right field. 
Warren Spawn, set to work, looks to first. Here's the 1-1 pitch coming down. He swings and loops it out into right center field. It's going in there for a base hit. Here's Aparicio, started to go around second, but held up Willie Mays. Moving in fast, almost back to second, had the ball, bobbled it for a moment, but no advance made by the runner. And Ray Narleski delivers a base hit into right center field. And off Warren Spahn, that is hit number four. American League has four hits to three for the National League, but the National League has three runs to one for the American League. Fox was safe on an error by the shortstop, Bernie Banks, in the first inning when he hit a ground ball to the left side. Banks' throw to first was high. Fox way deep in that batter's box, and the pitch by Spawn to him. Swings and slices it foul. Hit off the facing of the temporary box seats and bounces back on the playing field. Jock O'Connell retrieves that one. Fox against left-hand pitching has an ability to get that outside curveball and slice it into left field. You pitch him inside, he'll pull it. Aparicio leads away from second. Arleski holding close at first. Leads away. The pitch to Nelly is too low. One ball and one strike as Warren Spahn works out there for the National League. Fox, I guess, best remembered for his little looper that he hit out in the All-Star game in 1954 in Cleveland. It was mighty big because it won the game. Here's the 1-1 pitch. There's the strike call as the curveball catches the outside corner of the letters. One ball and two strikes now to Nellie Fox, two out, two on. National League leading three to one in the last half of the second inning. Spawn looking into Del Crandall, hangs the sign down for him. Outfield is shallow in center and left, deep in right field. All right, Aparicio with a big lead, Spawn, he's set to work. Here's the stretch by him. And the left arm is just about ready to come down with a pitch. And it does. And there's a swing and a base hit sliced out into left field. Here's Aparicio making the turn at third. The throw by Skinner coming to the plate is cut off by Thomas. Throws to second and Narleski's safe at second. So five hits for the American League, and it's a three-to-two ball game as Nellie Fox on that curveball sliced that ball out into left field, bringing home Louis Aparicio. And the American League now has runners at second and first. Narleski at second, Nellie Fox at first, and Mickey Mantle with a base hit in one time at bat today. Spawn pitching to the right-hand batter. Delivers. There's a swing and a fly ball hit into shallow left center field. Willie Mays digging in for this one. Skinner moving in. They both look at each other, and Skinner behind Mays as Willie Mays makes the catch. In the second inning for the American League, they get one run. They had three hits. There were no errors, and two men were left on. And so at the end of the second inning, the score is National League 3, the American League 2. Casey Stengel uh, certainly moved out there quick to get his pitcher out there. You know, back in 1923 in the World Series, perhaps you didn't know that old Case hit two home runs. He still doesn't remember who he hit them off of or where they went. You know, Casey has a great habit of never mentioning names. He just sort of points or says that fellow at third and that fellow in left. But you ask him about shaving, and the old professor comes right out and says, Gillette, I've used one for years. And now you couldn't take that heavy model away from me. The heavy Gillette is one of those three super speed razors. Light, regular, and heavy. 
designed to meet the special requirements of every shaver. Choose the one that's right for you. I'm betting you say it's Topps. Well, a lot of uh, moving around here as the great stars of both leagues compete in this Silver Jubilee game, the All-Star game. We've had some, uh, let's say, furious running on those base paths. And the American League has outhit the National League, but the National League has outscored the American League. And we're ready now to move into the top half of the third inning. National League will send up Hank Aaron, Ernie Banks, and Frank Thomas. And they will be batting against Ray Narleski, who came on in the second inning in relief of Bob Turley. Turley is charged with all three of the National League runs. He walked two. He gave up three base hits, hit a batter, and committed a wild pitch. Each team has committed one error. Hank Aaron from the Milwaukee Braves drove in the first run of the ball game with a sacrifice fly. Right-hand batter takes outside from Narleski, ball one. Very ominous-looking cloud off to the left, moving in the direction of the Memorial Stadium. Breeze, however, has not picked up in velocity. Curveball is low and outside. Ball two. American League has Bob Serve in left field, Mickey Mantle in center, Jackie Jensen in right, with Malzone of the Red Sox at third, Aparicio at short. There's a fastball high and inside. Ball three. Three and nothing. Nellie Fox of the Chicago White Sox at second base. Bill Scourin of the New York Yankees at first. With Gus Triandos of the Baltimore Orioles doing the catching. And Ray Narleski of the Cleveland Indians doing the pitching. Here's the windup by Narleski. The pitch to Aaron. Fastball inside. Ball four. So Hank Aaron draws a walk to open up the top of the third inning. That is base on balls, number three, given up by American League pitchers this afternoon. And up there now is Ernie Banks. He was hit by a pitch by Turley in the first inning. Banks, uh, during the regular season, has been hitting at a 3.03 average. Here's the stretch by Narleski. Looked to first, and the pitch comes down. A strike call. Got the fastball over the outside corner. Outfield playing straight away. Bill Scowron holding against the runner. Aaron leads off the pitch. Swung on. Foul fly. Hit out into right field. Fans out there get a chance to collect a souvenir. So it's two strikes now to the batter. Frank Thomas is on deck. Three to two. The National League leading over the American League. Outfield playing straight away. Narleski takes the stretch. He's ready to work, and he delivers, and there's a swing and a pop-up. Hit back of second base. Nellie Fox racing out there. Coming in is Mickey Mantle as the wind starts to take it. Fox says he'll take it, and he does. So Nellie Fox takes a high pop that the wind carries out into shallow right center field. One out. And Thomas the batter. He walked in the first inning. He has not been officially up to date.
Pittsburgh uh, uniforms differ a little bit from the other uniforms, in the, especially in the American League. They're very similar to the Chicago Cub uniforms. Fastball outside, ball one. They have a vest-like top, which is also similar to the Cincinnati Red Legs. Feeling being that it's uh, easier for swinging. Darleski set to work, looks to first and delivers. There's the swing and a little looper hit out in the right field. Nellie Fox chasing out there. That's going to drop in for a base hit. There's Aaron going for third. The throw is uh, over to third. Aaron had rounded second but held up as the throw over to Frank Malzone keeps him right there. So Frank Thomas loops one out into right field. A base hit. Sending Aaron to second. Three to two the score. National League now has four hits. And Gus Triandos and Narleski get together out there on the mound. The batter is Bill Mazeroski of the Pittsburgh Pirates. He hit a fly ball in the left field. This youngster has been nothing short of sensational for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Runners at second and first. Narleski delivers to him. There's a swing, a ground ball down to Malzone. Throws to Fox for one. Throw to first. Double play. Fast double play as Malzone shoots to Fox over to Scourin. And in the third inning for the National League, they had no runs. They had one hit. There were no errors. And one man was left on base. So at the middle of the third inning, the score is National League 3, the American League 2. You know, they've got something new out here at Memorial Stadium. Every time a ball player steps to the plate, the scoreboard flashes his current batting average. It certainly keeps the fans up to the minute on how their favorites are doing. And right now, let me give you the latest information on those instant lather shaving creams. Today, more men use them than any other kind of shaving preparation. And right up there with the leaders is Gillette Foamy. A touch of the foamy nozzle and on your fingertips you have billowy snow white lather. Lather so rich, so full bodied that a little goes a long way. And for that something extra you always get from Gillette, foamy contains K34, the exclusive antiseptic that destroys harmful bacteria on your face. Now you can get Gillette Foamy with cool, refreshing menthol added. A three-month supply of either regular or menthol cool costs 79 cents. Try it. I'm sure you'll like it. Last half of the third inning, the American League will send up Jackie Jensen, Bob Serve, and Bill Scowen against the left-hander of the Milwaukee Braves' Warren Spahn. The American League got a run in the first inning on two hits, helped out by an error. They got one run on three hits in the second inning. American League has left three men on the bases. The National League has left four men on the bases. So Jackie Jensen, who hit into a double play, on which the first run for the American League came in, stands in there, swings and lifts a foul out of play over the top of the roof. Strike one. Jensen certainly has covered himself with glory in his baseball career, just as he did with his great football career. And he imparts to this great game of baseball dignity and class that all of these all-stars have given throughout the years. Here's the one-strike pitch to him, outside, and it's one and one. 
Warren Spahn with the big windup. Comes down with a 1-1 pitch outside to Jackie Jensen, and it's two balls and one strike. Jackie decides he wants a little rosin. Gets it from another uh, former footballer, Bob Serve. So Jensen wearing that number four. Waiting now as the left-hander Warren Spawn is set to work. Outfield shifts around to the left. Here's the 2-1 pitch on the way to Jensen. Swings and lifts a fly ball into left center field. Skinner says he'll take it. Mays had moved over. Skinner settles under it, and he does take it for out number one. Jensen with a fly ball into left field. Bob Friend is uh, again throwing in the bullpen for the National League. Third time he's been working today. So here's Bob Serve, who has been the backbone of the fine Kansas City A's ball club this year. He's hit 22 home runs. Pitch by Spawn to him is outside and low ball one. Serve took off about 20 pounds and is able now to really swing around on that ball. One ball delivery by Warren Spawn is outside with a fastball. Ball two. It was something to watch Bob serve. Uh, during the time he had that jaw wired up, he refused to uh, stay out of the lineup. He used to have a little oxygen tank, and they'd give him a little whiff every now and then. Swings and misses on a, looked like a screwball, a ball breaking away from this right-hand batter from this left-hand pitcher, Warren Spawn. About a half-speed pitch and sort of sailed down and out. Two balls, one strike. Spawn ready. Left arm, and it's swung on. There's a fly ball hitting the right field. Coming over is Hank Aaron. He was pulled way over. He's drifting under it, and he has it. So there's two out. Two fly balls. One to left field, one to right field. The sun has come out again. Bill Scourin, known as the Moose, who also is a pretty fine footballer. Strong. The Moose has got eight home runs so far. He's batting 284 in the regular campaign in the American League. Warren Spawn, all set to work. Delivers, there's a swing, a ground ball right back. A comebacker to Spawn, he tosses to first, and that's all for the American League in the third inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. At the end of the third inning, the score is the National League three, the American League two. Look sharp. He's got, he's got to listen, mister, how are you fixed for blades? Do you have plumbing? How are you fixed for blades? You better check. Please make sure you have enough, cause a worn out blade makes shaving mighty tough. How are you fixed for blades? You better look. Gillette Blue Blades we We're ready now for the top of the fourth inning. Narleski, who came on in relief, starts to throw his warm-up tosses to Gus Triandos, and we now pause 30 seconds for station identification. 40 years old and proud of it, Mohawk Chevrolet Schenectady, the Capital District's oldest Chevrolet dealer. The deal you get after you buy your Chevrolet is just as important as the deal you made for it. Mohawk's 40-year record of red carpet service after sale has resulted in over 100,000 sales of cars and trucks. Deal with Mohawk. Best by a mile. 748 State Street, Schenectady. WGY, WGFM, Schenectady. Save up to $50 during sale on home freezers at GLF. Free delivery installation, two years to pay. GLF, 642 South Pearl, Albany. 
The catcher, Daryl Crandall, will be leading off. Warren Spahn is, of course, uh, having included his three innings, undoubtedly is going to be followed by Bob Friend. Here's the pitch to Crandall by Narleski outside. Ball one. Outfield for the American League. Straight away for Del Crandall. Last time up. Hit a fly ball left field. Ground ball foul off to the left. One ball, one strike. Narleski has worked one in the third innings. Ray's given up a hit and a walk. Charlie worked one in two third innings. Gave up three hits, two walks. And is charged with all three of the... National League runs. 3-2 the score. The pitch, slow curve, is too high, and it's ball two. Two balls and one strike. Dale Crandall wearing the Milwaukee Braves uniform, number one on his back. 2-1 delivery. Swung on. Fly ball. Hit deep in the left center field. Bob Serve going back near the fence. He has room for it, and he has it for the out. So we have... One out in the fourth inning. Don Blazing game of the St. Louis Cardinals coming up to bat for Warren Spawn. Don Blazing game has become certainly one of the real nifty youngsters for the St. Louis Cardinals. Stands 5'9", 165 pounds. First All-Star game. He's a left-hand batter in the first pitch to him. Fastball high and inside for ball one. So Warren Spahn has worked his three innings. Outfield shaded around to the right. Not too deep in center is Mantle. Pitch to him. Fastball for a strike. One and one. We've got some hard throwers on both clubs today. Swings and misses on a curveball. Strike two. Don is a Mississippi boy. He's 26 years old. Corinth, Mississippi. One ball and two strikes. One up. Nobody on. Ray Narleski starts the windup. The pitch comes down. He swings on it. He loops it out into center field. Moving in is Mickey Mantle. He has it for two out. So the batter now is the top of the order for the National League, and that means Willie Mays. Willie uh, has a base hit and two times at bat. In the second inning, hit a bouncer, but beat it out to save himself from being double up. Then stole second, and on there went to third, came home on a single to left by Skinner. Shortens up to bunt, takes outside for ball one. Now zone started to move in. Willie kidding with Gus Triantos. Outfield straight away for Mays. Deep in left field is Bob Serve. Pitch to him. Takes a strike. Looked like a slider catching the outside corner. Three to two. National League leads. We're playing in the top of the fourth inning. The windup by the right-hander. The pitch on the way to Willie. Swings and fouls it off to the right. Bill Scourin moving off into foul territory near the coach's box. At first base, grabs it. And that's all for the National League in the fourth inning as Mays fouls to Scourin. So, no runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left. 
And in the middle of the fourth inning, the score, National League 3, the American League 2. Bob Friend of the National League Pittsburgh Pirates is coming in now to take over the pitching for the National League. Bob Friend is uh, competing in his second All-Star game. 1956, uh, he got credit for the victory. This is his eighth year with uh, Pittsburgh, his ninth year in organized ball. He was a freshman, I think, at Purdue, almost signed by the Chicago Cubs uh, shortly after the death of Bob's father. And uh, there was a question about uh, whether Bob would continue in school or not, but he was signed by Pittsburgh. And he certainly uh, has been a strong right arm for the Pittsburgh Pirates. This is his eighth year in organized ball. He has an earned run average in three innings pitched in the All-Star Classic of 0.00. And it just can't be any better than that. So Bob Friend comes in to take up where Warren Spawn left off. Spawn worked three innings, gave up five hits, and uh, he allowed two runs. First batter to face Bob Friend will be Frank Malzahn, the right-hander for the Pirates out there ready to work. No changes other than that in the National League lineup. Here's the pitch by Friend, a fastball for a strike over the outside corner. Friend, as he comes down with his pitch, almost looks sometimes like he's a little off balance. Comes up to a point and then sort of falls down towards the mound. He jumps at the batters, almost, uh, well, not quite like Lou Burdett does, but similar way. Big wind-up pitch outside, one-on-one. Early win is out in the American League bullpen throwing. Three to two the score. The National League leads. We're in the last half of the fourth inning. Here's Friend into the windup. Pitch on the way to Malzone. Swings on it. Pops it to the left side. Backing and waving everybody away is Ernie Banks. Out on the edge of the grass. A deep short. He has it. Out number one. One out. And Gus Triandos is up there. Gus Triandos is up there now for the American League. He uh, sliced a single into right center field in the second inning. Batting against the right-hand pitcher, Bob Fran. The pitch to him. Fastball too high. Outside ball one. Friend in the regular National League season prior to the playing of the All-Star game had been in 20 games. Started 20. And it won 10 while losing 9. Delivers. There's a swing and a pop to the right side in foul territory as Del Crandall coming back near the track. Still moving back. He squeezes it for the out. So Gus Triandos fouls to the catcher. Del Crandall. And Louis Aparicio, the shortstop from the Chicago White Sox, who came on to score the second American League run in the second inning. He forced a runner but then moved to second on Ray Narleski's single, came home on Nellie Fox's single. Outfield, shades around the opposite side. Willie Mays in right center and shallow. Pitch to him, swings on it, hits a fly ball deep in the right field, going near the corner, and it is foul. Boy, Louie uh, got good wood on that fastball, hitting an outside pitch and drilling it down that right field line, and it was just foul. So it's one strike to Aparicio. 
right-hand pitcher working in the American League bullpen is early win. There's a swing, a slow roller off to the left. Coming in is Frank Thomas. Makes the scoop, the throw is out. Nice play by the third baseman for the National League. Fourth inning for the American League, nothing across. And at the end of the fourth inning, the score, National League 3 and the American League 2. Do you, do you want, do you really want a decent shave? Do you really want a decent shave? We're ready now for the top of the fifth inning. Rain Arleski uh, came on a relief. Uh, Bob Turley in the second inning is still out there. Arleski has given up only one hit. We'll give you the four inning totals. National League has three runs on four hits and one error. The American League has two runs on five hits and one error. In case you've just joined us, the National League scored first with two runs in the first inning. The American League came back with one. The National League got uh, one in the second to make it three. American League got one in the second to make it two. There have been no scoring in the third or fourth innings, and there's been no home runs hit so far. Only four games in the All-Star Game records have gone without a home run, and all have been played in National League parks. So the top of the fifth inning finds Ray Narleski working on the mound, and the left fielder from the Pittsburgh Pirates, Bob Skinner, will be leading off. Bob has a base hit and two times at bat. Pitch by the fireballer from the Indians is a strike over the inside corner. Johnny Padres is throwing in the National League bullpen. Here's the windup. Pitch on the way. Slow curve is outside. One and one. Out of a changeup pitch. Mantle has uh, split and moved over into right center. Right side of the infield has Nellie Fox practically playing out in right field. He's about two steps out on the outfield grass. 1-1 delivery by Narleski is too high with a fastball. Two balls and a strike. 3-2, National League leading. Real squeaker, and the fans loving it as the cream of the National League and the cream of the American League battle. Here's the 2-1 delivery. Swung on, five ball foul, off to the right, going into the seats over his Bill Scourn, but no chance to get to it, out of play. So it's 2-2. Two and two. Neither great wonderful hospitality of the fine folks of Maryland and of the beautiful city of Baltimore has really impressed all of baseball. Two balls, two strikes. Here's the 2-2 delivery. High and inside, ball three. Three balls, two strikes now. The Skinner leading off of the National League. Top of the fifth inning. Three to two, National League leads. Now Lesky looks down in for the sign. Starts the windup. Pitch on the way. Swings on it. Ground ball to the right side. Fox plays it off his chest. Recovers from his heel. Makes the throw. He's safe. That ball was hard hit as Nellie Fox moved over. It bounced off his chest. He picked it up from his heel, made the toss over. And we'll wait for the official scorer, who now rules an error for Nellie Fox. So the American League 
has now been charged with its second error. National League has committed one, and Stan the Man is up there. Outfield pulled around to the right and deep. Skinner leads away. Pitch to Musial. Outside. Ball one. Musial with one hit and two times at bat has scored a run. Here's the stretch by Narleski. The pitch swung on, popped up to the left side of the infield. Aparicio moves in under this one, right, moving in on the grass. He takes it. The little Louie hasn't had too much to do today. As a matter of fact, that's his first chance, unless my records are all wrong, Ernie. Louie Aparicio gets his first chance, and he squeezes a popper off the bat of standing the man musial. Hank Aaron's the batter. Sacrifice fly and a walk. He has not officially been up. Look to first by Narleski, and there goes the runner. The pitch is swung on. Fly ball hit deep into center field. Mickey Mantle with lots of room moves back about 390 feet, and he hauls it in. Here comes Ernie Banks. Banks has been hit by a pitch, and he has popped to the second baseman. Ernie Banks of the Chicago Cubs. Right-hand batter stands deep in the box. Closed stance. Looks to first as the pitch is swung on and foul back. Skinner at first base. Safe on an error. Fans have kind of settled down now to watch these two managers, Casey Stengel and Fred Henney, playing it very close to the vest with only one run separating the two teams. National League leading 3-2. to two. Stretch by Narleski. Look to first. And there goes the runner. The pitch is swung on. Ground ball to Aparicio. We'll have to make the throw to first. He does. He's out. So in the fifth inning, no runs, no hits, one error, and one man left on at the middle of the fifth inning. The score is the National League 3 and the American League 2. Well, watching Warren Spahn with that pickoff motion was uh, something to see. And you know, American League players will tell you that Whitey Ford is the master of the pickoff. He's as quick as a cat. Now, Whitey doesn't fool around when it comes to shaving either. He says, I'm sure I look my best, and I know I feel on top after a fast, clean Gillette shave. Now, that figures, for there isn't another shaving instrument, not one, that can even come close to the speed and comfort of a Gillette Super Speed. That's because only Gillette gives you three razors to choose from, the light, regular, and heavy. Now, one is precision made to match your skin and beard exactly, designed to give you wonderfully comfortable shaves, clean, refreshing shaves that last for hours and hours. Convenient? Ah, you bet. One-piece construction lets you change blades, rinse the razor clean in a flash. So see the Gillette Super Speed at a store near you. You get it with a dispenser of Gillette Blue Blades and a durable travel case for only one dollar. Now, friends, it's my good pleasure to turn this Gillette microphone over to a most competent broadcaster who covers the Baltimore Orioles, my uh, friend and esteemed associate, Mr. Ernie Harwell. Well, thank you very much, Bob Neal, and nice going on the first four and a half innings with the National League awaiting the American Leaguers by a score of three to two. Well, we'll have a pinch hitter now, Mickey Vernon, the veteran first baseman from the Cleveland Indians, will come in the bat for the pitcher, Ray Narleski, and we're having a switch of the umpiring lineup 
Jock O'Connell of the National League now moves behind the plate, replacing the starting umpire back at the plate, Eddie Rommel. Eddie will move down to third base. Gorman, who was umpiring at first, will now move down to second. He represents the National League. Bill McKinley moves to first base. And the men on the line remain the same. Umont down the left field line from the American League and Frank Sicori down the right field line representing the National League. Well, here's Mickey Vernon, the first baseman hitting 314 and coming in as a pinch hitter for Casey Stingle's American Leaguers. Friend delivers, and there's a bounding ball hit the right for a base hit by Mickey Vernon. Vernon in his eighth all-star game rips a pinch single into right field, and the American Leaguers have a man on in the last half of the fifth inning. Here's Nelson Fox, a little left-hand batting second sacker who was safe on an error by Banks in the opening inning and then punched a single through the left side in the second. Anelli has one for two in this one. Fellow from St. Thomas, Pennsylvania, who can do just about anything with that bat up there. A real magician faces the big right-hander Bob Friend from Pittsburgh. The pitch is swung on and fouled back on the screen. Out of play. Strike one on Fox. In the infield for the National League, it's Thomas at third, Banks at shortstop, Mazarowski at second, and Musial is holding with a runner, Mickey Vernon at first base. Skinner is in rather short left now on the left-hand batting Fox, Mays in short center, and Aaron in a deeper right field. Here's a set, the pitch, he swings and fouls it out of play. Back at third base, and the count is strike two on Nelson Fox. Padres and Jackson. Padres a left-hander, Jackson a right-hander. Both at work in the bullpen for the National League. And in the American League bullpen, the right-hander from uh, the White Sox early win. Here's the set. The pitch to Fox swung on and fouled out of play again. This one into the upper seats here at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore. The score is 3-2 to two, favor the National League. The National League has jumped out with two in the opening inning. Added one in the second. The American League scored single runs in the first and second innings. So Fox the batter. A strike two count against him. 0-2 on Ellie Fox. Standing in waiting. Friend delivers. Here's a bounding ball to right for a base hit. Vernon heads into second base. Aaron up with the ball. Vernon holds it second. And the American Leaguers have two on and nobody down. Two straight singles here in inning number five off Bob Friend. Who pitched a three up and three down inning. Uh, the first one he appeared, uh, the fourth, and now he's been greeted by singles by Vernon and by Fox. And here's the third successive left-hand batter to face him, Mickey Mantle, who batted right-handed against Spahn, but now swings over to bat left-handed against Bob Friend. Mantle had a single in the first, and he fly to the center field of Willie Mays in the second inning. One for two for the New York Yankee center fielder, Mickey Mantle. There's a ball inside. A friend gave him a fast ball and backed him off. Ball one on Mantle. Mantle hit the, the longest ball ever hit in this new ballpark. It was opened in 1954 to Major League competition. And he hit one back uh, near the big scoreboard in deep right center field over a hedge. Uh, the ball traveled at least uh, 470 feet. Now time is out and a conference on the mound between Crandall, the catcher, and Bob Friend, the National League pitcher. It's 3-2, to two, favor the National Leaguers in the last half of the fifth inning. Of the American Leaguers, with a threat going here, have a man at first and a man at second. 
Vernon at second base, Nelson Fox at first. Mickey Mantle, the batter, and a ball one count on him. Here's a set by Bob Friend, the pitch on the way. He takes high at outside ball two. Two and all on Mickey Mantle. Jackie Johnson out on deck. Sun uh, ducking in and out behind the clouds here throughout the afternoon. It's warm and humid. And we've got a capacity house, Memorial Stadium. And now the 2-0 pitch is due to Mickey. A let-up that is high for ball three. Three and oh, the count on Mantle. Mickey has been a switch hitter all his life. His dad, who was a semi-pro ball player out in Oklahoma, who switched him when he was only five years old. You can't get much uh, earlier than that on the switch. Mickey actually was named for Mickey Cochran, the... All-star in the first game 25 years ago. There's a fastball down low, and it's ball four. Mantle walks. He stood there for a moment, and finally uh, Jocko Conlon says, uh, move on down there, man. You got it. So the bases are loaded on the walk to Mickey Mantle. Crandall uh, said a word or two to Jocko back at the plate, but uh, no big squawk. And the bases are loaded, and here's Jackie Jensen. The big Boston outfielder, right-hand hitting Jackie Jensen, up with the bases loaded. Outfield deep to left. The infield's going to play in double play depth against Jackie. He's 0 for 2. Friend delivers, and a curve is on the inside corner. Friend's got a very fine curveball. He backed him off that time and caught the inside corner. Jensen bounced into a double play in the opening inning, and he fly to left uh, to Skinner the next time up. Here's a pitch. It is swung on and missed. He gave him a curve. Strike two on Jackie Jensen. Jensen with 24 home runs and 68 runs batted in. The American League leader in those departments. Having himself his finest year. Here's the windup by Fran. The pitch is swung on and fouled out of play. A line foul hit over in the lower right field seats, and Jensen stays up there with a strike two count against him. The American Leaguers have two singles and a walk here to set up a scoring opportunity. Now they trail three to two in the last half of the fifth inning. The base is loaded and nobody out. Here's a pitch. It's a bounding ball back to the mound. Gets through Fran. Charged by Masarowski. Throw to first. The run scores, and Jensen is out. Everybody moves up one. The ball got under the glove of the pitcher, Bob Friend. Masarowski, the second baseman, charged it. Uh, through the first to get Jensen, and all the runners moved up. We've got a tie score now at 3-3. Three to three. It'll be an RBI for Jackie Jensen. Uh, the ball tipped the pitcher's glove. He will be accorded an assist. And there are runners now at second and third with one away, and Bob's serve is about it. And the strategy here is to walk him with first base open, load him up, and pitch to Bill Scourer. So serve is going to be walked intentionally. Vernon came in to score on the bounding ball that Mazeroski came in and fielded, throwing to first base. They're walking serve now on purpose. So that loads him up. Bob serve gets ball four, and once again they're loaded. Serve on first. Mickey Mantle is at second base. And the man on third is Nellie Fox. Scourin due to bat, but he went back to the bench. And we'll see, he's coming back again, bat in hand. Apparently, uh, Mr. Single had a few words of advice to his 
Big right-hand batting first baseman Bill Scourn. Scourn has been up twice, fly to right, and bounced to the pitcher. Well, they're three on again, one run in. It's a tie ball game. We've seen a lot of lusty hitting here in this one so far. Three to three in the fifth. There's a bounding ball up the middle. Banks gloves it, throws to Mazarowski for the first to Musial double play. Well, Scourin hit into the double play, and that retires the side. So the American Leaguers get one run on two hits. Uh, there were no errors, and two were left on base. And so at the last half of the fifth inning, the score is National League 3, American League 3. Well, the first three men to bat in this next inning will be Frank Thomas, Bill Mazeroski, and Del Crandall. Pretty good ball players in any lineup. You know, you could mention quite a few of the stars here today, men like Turley, Aaron, Aparicio, and there's one thing you can be sure of. They all use a Gillette Super Speed Razor. Now, they found out, like millions of men all over the country, that you need a razor matched to your skin and beard to get really comfortable shaves. So how about it now? Stop at a store near you and pick up one of those three Gillette Super Speed Razors, light, regular, or heavy. The light is especially designed for men with lighter beards. The regular is for men with average skin and beard. And the heavy is precision engineered for men with dense, hard-to-shave beards. Choose yours, and you're set for clean, good-looking shaves. Easy, refreshing shaves, and that's guaranteed. There's still a chance for you to pick up your Gillette Super Speed Razor as part of that terrific vacation special that Gillette has been offering, the Gillette Fishing Kit. This is a $2.75 value that includes razor, dispenser of Gillette Blue Baits, fishing lure, and handy fly and bait box. You get the whole outfit for the regular price of the razor set alone, only $1. Well, we move along into the sixth inning, and the National League is coming into bat. Early win, the big right-hander from Chicago will replace Ray Narleski. Wynn coming in to pitch to the National Leaguers in the sixth inning. Narleski went three and a third innings, uh, gave up no runs, allowed one hit, walked one, and struck out none. Wynn becomes the third pitcher for the American League this afternoon. Turley started, Narleski in the second, and Wynn here in the sixth inning. When in 19 games in the regular campaign, has started 16, and he's won eight and lost six. Well, the rest of the lineup remains the same. Scarron is at first base of the American League. Fox at second. Aparicio at short. Malzone is at third. Serve in left. Mammel is in center. And Jensen in right. It's tied up 3-3 three to three in the 25th All-Star Classic here in Baltimore. As Mr. Wynn, uh, the big uh, burly right-hander, takes over for the American League. Now, this is early as a 19th American League season. It's his fourth All-Star game. He has no one-and-loss record in All-Star competition. He 
won the strikeout title in the American League last year and was the oldest pitcher in uh, American League history ever to win that strikeout title. Big guy who has all kinds of breaking pitches, and uh, that includes quite a knuckleball. Frank Thomas of the Pittsburgh Pirates, the third baseman, will lead off against the new hurler early win. Thomas has walked and single, so officially he has a perfect afternoon going one for one. Score tied three to three in the sixth inning here in Baltimore. Well, that Narleski did a great job on the mound in relief. Let's see what early win can do. The big right-hander kicks and fires, and there's a foul ball back of the plate. Triandos has plenty of room. He's under it waiting. He's got it, and Thomas is out. Well, here's another Pittsburgh Pirate, Bill Mazeroski, who flied to left in the first inning and then banged into a double play, a third to second to first, his second time up. A very uh, quick and talented young ball player, Mr. Mazeroski. His third year at Pittsburgh, this one. He tries to bot and misses on a breaking pitch. It's a strike. Strike one on Bill Mazeroski. Right-hand batter facing early win. Three to three, the ball game tied in the sixth inning. One of the youngest fellows in the two lineups today, Mazeroski. He's just 21. There's a bombing ball up the middle. Fox goes to his right. Short hops it beautifully. Fires to Scourn, and Mazeroski is out number two. That's two down. And the batter will be the right-hand hitting catcher, Del Crandall, who's been retired twice in two trips. And each time he fly to left. Jackson is still working in the National League bullpen. There's no activity in the American League bullpen right now. It's a 3-3 three three tie. Quite a battle. Here in the All-Star game, early win on the mound. Kicks and deals, and there's a breaking ball very wide for a ball on Crandall. Crandall was catching with the Boston Braves when he was just 19 years old. He broke in very early, then left him for the Army, came back to him when they moved to Milwaukee. Here's a ball up high, a fastball at the point of the shoulder backed him off. It's ball two on Del Crandall. This fellow went to school out in California, Fullerton High, the same high school that gave uh, baseball a fellow named Walter Johnson. This is Del Crandall with two out and nobody on the first half of the sixth inning, National League batting. There's a curve over, a beauty, and it's a two-on count on Crandall. Early win, called Gus, many times. Looking in to get his sign from another Gus, Gus Triandos. Now the 2-1 pitch to Crandall. Here it is. Fastball hit on the fly out into left field. Serve goes over near the wall. Leaps and grabs. He got it. He raced back and then hit the wall but held on to the ball. A good running catch by Serve. He's been pretty busy out there in left. So it is no runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. And at the end of the middle of the sixth inning, the score is National League 3 and American League 3.
Well, it's quite a battle here, all deadlocked at 3-3 as we go to the last half of the sixth inning. And we pause now, 30 seconds for station identification. 40 years old and proud of it, Mohawk Chevrolet is connected to the Capital District's oldest Chevrolet dealer. Enjoy Mohawk's red carpet service before and after the sale. Over 100 new cars in stock to choose from, Mohawk's volume means more value for you. Deal with Mohawk Chevrolet, beat best by a mile, 748 State Street, Schenectady. WGY, WGFM, Schenectady. Save on home freezers, save 30 to $50 at GLF. Free delivery installation, GLF, 642 South Pearl, Albany. Here come the American Leaguers to bat in the sixth inning. And Frank Malzone, the third baseman for the Boston Red Sox, will lead it off. The American League tied the ball game in the last half of the fifth with a single run, and that's the way it stands right now. 3-3 in the last half of the sixth inning. Malzone, a right-hand batter, has gone 0 for 2 today. Fly to left and popped to short. Friend delivers swing and a miss on a curve. Strike one on Malzone. Well, the American League has three runs and seven hits. They've made two errors. The National Leaguers have three runs, four hits. And they've made one error. Now the motion by Friend. The pitch is a ball outside. He missed that outside corner that time with his curve. One and one. Jocko Conlon goes up with him. One finger on each hand. Jocko uh, grew up around the ballpark out in Chicago and played for the White Sox in his playing days. Here's a pitch. Swing a line drive. Base hit to left. Malzone is on with a sharp single into left field. Well, that is hit number eight for the American Leaguers. The National Leaguers have four. And now Triandos, who naturally is a great favorite here in Baltimore since he represents the Orioles, has been called back to the dugout. And some of the uh, local fans anticipating a possible pinch hitter are letting Mr. Stingle know how they feel about it. It's going to be Yogi Berra to come into that for Gus Triandos. Vera is now being inserted as a pitch hitter for Gus Triandos. Well, Yogi batting 228. He has 13 home runs this year. And he comes up there with Malzone on first base. And nobody out in a tie ball game at 3-3. Yogi Vera. Left hand batter to face the right hand pitching Bob Friend. Uh, the pitch to Yogi is popped up. Over toward third. Thomas is under it. He's got it. One away. Vera, the pinch hitter, pops to Thomas on the inner grass inside of third base. And there's one out now with one on. Aparicio is due to be the batter, the little shortstop. And he has gone back to the bench. We may have a pinch hitter for Luis Aparicio. Well, Casey Stengel and uh, manager Fred Haney both have terrific benches. Uh, they can fall back on their reserve strength and not hurt themselves too much in any department. 
As yet, nobody's come off the bench, and here comes Ted Williams. After a rather slow start in the American League season, steps in now to face Bob Friend, one of the real all-time greats in the history of baseball, Ted Williams of the Boston Red Sox. Appearing in his 14th All-Star game, he's had 13 hits and 39 trips. The left-hand batting Williams, Friend delivers, and there's a curve over on Ted above the knees for a strike. All the 12 hits have been singled. And there has not yet been a strikeout in the entire game. Here's a set. The pitch he takes. He checked his swing just in time. And the count on Williams is one and one. Ted with remarkable eyesight. Fellow who hit over 400 back in 1941, about at 406. His 20th year in organized baseball. Leaning in waiting. The 1-1 pitch. Williams hits a ground ball slowly on the left side. Thomas gloves it. Can't hold it. Everybody's safe. That is an error charged to the third baseman, Thomas, who went to the glove side on a slowly hit ground ball off the bat of Ted Williams. He gloved the ball, and then it uh, sort of slipped out of his uh, grasp uh, like a wet watermelon seed and stayed there on the skin of the infield. Malzone moved on to second, and Williams is safe at first base on the error by Thomas. So each club now has committed uh, two bobbles in the field, and we'll have another pinch hitter, Gil McDougal of the Yankees, will come in to bat for the American League. With a man on, with a man on second, that's Malzone, and a man on first, that's Ted Williams. An early win is due to be the batter, but he will not bat. Instead, it'll be Gil McDougal. So manager Casey Stengel is really pulling out the stops here and going to his bench. Well, this is the fourth pinch hitter that he's used. McDougal batting 284. Right hand batter to face Bob Friend. Two men on, one man out. The ball game tied in the sixth inning. The American League at bat. It's three to three. Friend delivers a curve wide, and it's ball one on McDougal. Boy from San Francisco. Uh, the birthplace of many uh, uh, great ball players. McDougal, the right hand about awaiting. Swings and is a short line to slip center. It'll drop in for a base hit. Malzone rounds third. He'll score, and the American Leaguers lead it four to three. Williams stops at second on the run-producing single by Gil McDougal. He broke his bat on that one, but he punched that ball into left center field for a base hit. And the American League takes the lead over the National Leaguers 4-3. Malzone scampered in to score, and Williams moved to second base. Well, that's the ninth American League hit. They all have been singles. Manager Fred Haney has walked to the mound now, and there will be a pitching change. 
That's going to be all for the second pitcher, Bob Friend. Vera, Williams, and McDougal, all in succession, served as pinch hitters here. McDougal delivering the blow that got Friend off the mound. And Jackson will come in now to do the hurling. Larry Jackson, a right-hander from the St. Louis Cardinals, will take over the hurling duties. And here is a hand for Bob Friend, the relief pitcher, as he leaves the mound. Jackson becomes pitcher number three for Fred Haney. Friend came on in the fourth inning. He pitched the fourth, the fifth, and one out in the sixth. That's two and one-third innings. And he has given up two runs on four hits. He walked a couple, and he didn't strike out anybody. So the National League, after jumping out in front, 2-0, then leading 2-1, then 3-1, then 3-2, now sees itself behind 4-3 as the American Leaguers have scored here in the middle stages of the ball game. Jackson takes over now. Larry Jackson, the right-hand pitcher, now coming into her for the National League. Now, there are two men on and one away as Jackson takes over. So those men, uh, if they score, will be charged the outgoing pitcher, Bob Friend. And so far, this game has belonged to the hitters. We've seen a lot of exciting moments. Uh, the a big long hit has not uh, loomed up yet, but there have been plenty of hits, a total of 13, nine by the American Leaguers, four by the National Leaguers, and all 13 have been singles. So Jackson, who is in his second All-Star game, takes his tune-up tosses. Billy O'Dell and Ryan Duran are out there in the bullpen for the American League. O'Dell is throwing. And Jackson tunes up as he gets ready to face the top of the American League order, Nelson Fox. Jackson in his fourth National League season, he went to the University of Idaho. He's 27 years old and has allowed uh, one hit and no runs in two innings of work in all-star competition. He pitched in the uh, game last year. Nellie Fox, the batter. Nellie has been on base three times. First time he got on an error. Now then he singled the next two trips. Farrell begins to throw now in the National League bullpen. Well, this is a tight one all the way. The American Leaguers have now gone in front on the single by McDougal. It's 4-3 to three in the sixth inning. And here's Nelson Fox. With runners at first and second. Williams at second base. McDougal at first. One out. The infield is about halfway up on the little left-hand batting Nelson Fox. The pitch is a strike. He took a cut and couldn't stop it. It was a breaking ball down under the hands. Strike one on Fox. Lots of thrills and excitement here today in Baltimore at the 25th All-Star Game. Mickey Mantle out on back. Got something for a pitcher to be looking over there at. Now the set by Jackson, the right-handed eels. Fox swings and fouls it back off the shin guards of Del Crandall. Spawn, Friend, and Jackson have all worked on the mound for the National League. 
and the American Leaguers have used Bob Turley, Ray Narleski, and Early Wynn. Strike two. That's a count on Nelson Fox here. Now, Crandall says he's ready to go. He's back at the plate now to give the sign to his pitcher, Larry Jackson. Now, the right-hander sets, looks back to second. Here's the pitch. Fox swings as they finally ball to short. Banks gloves it, throws to Mazeroski over to first to Musil. It's a double play, and that returns the side. The American League in the sixth inning gets one run on two hits, one error, and one man left on base. And the score at the end of the sixth inning is the American League four, the National League three. Hello there, everybody. This is Mel Allen with news from Papermate of a pen that's new from tip to clip and guaranteed not to skip. That's right. The handsome all-new Capri Mark III by Papermate writes every time without skipping, even on hard-to-write surfaces like slick, shiny paper and glossy photos. You can even take butter, smear it on paper, and the new Papermate Capri Mark III will write right over the butter. Positively won't skip. How about that? Try that with an ordinary pen. Watch it skip over the butter. What's the secret? Papermate's new writing formula with detergent action. The new Papermate Capri Mark III cleans its own path through grease spots, handprints, and fingerprints on paper. And skipping forever. So remember, two hearts on the clip. Guarantee the pen won't skip. Get the new Capri Mark III by Papermate with famous piggyback refill. Just $2.49 at stores everywhere. Well, there are quite a few changes now in the defensive setup for the American League. Billy O'Dell, the Baltimore left-hander, who has won eight and lost nine, comes in to do the pitching, with the National League moving into bat in the seventh inning. And uh, defensively now, we'll check them. Malzone at third. McDougal has gone to shortstop, replacing Aparicio. Nelson Fox stays at second base. Scourin remains at first. Ted Williams is now in left field. Mickey Mantle remains in center. Jackie Jensen in right. And Yogi Barra is behind the plate, replacing Triandos. Johnny Logan of the Milwaukee Braves will be the first man to face of the Baltimore left-hander Billy O'Dell. Logan will be batting for the pitcher Larry Jackson here in the seventh inning. The American League in the lead, 4-3. to three. As O'Dell, a slightly built left-hander who hails from down in South Carolina, takes over on the mound. Newberry, South Carolina, the home of Billy O'Dell. Now, this is his first All-Star appearance. He's been with the Baltimore Orioles all of his professional career, and this is his fourth season with them. Johnny Logan is being announced as the pinch hitter. Logan is batting 272, a right-hand batter to face Odell. Win went one inning, allowed no runs, no hits, walked none, and struck out none. There's a high curveball from Odell. And it's ball one on Johnny Logan. The American League leads it 4-3 to three over the National Leaguers in the 
seventh inning with none on and none out. The outfield on Logan is not deep at it straight away. The pitch is swung on as a fly ball to left. Here comes Ted Williams digging to his right, leaps and grabs it. Williams overran the ball for a moment and then had to leap up and grab the fly ball off the bat of Logan. That's one down in the National League seventh inning. And here is Willie Mays with a single, a force out, and a foul out to first base. Willie one for three. He has a little conversation for Yogi Berra and Jock O'Connell as he steps in there. From the San Francisco Giants, Willie Mays, outfield deep and straight away. Odell kicks and deals, and it's a strike on the inside corner on Mays. All three runs in the National League charged to the starting American League pitcher, Turley. Here's a swing and a miss by Mays. He went for the fastball, and there's a strike two count on Willie. Uh, Jocko Conlon takes out that familiar whisk room and does a little house cleaning down there at home plate. Lee Walls of Chicago is out on deck with Skinner due to be the next batter. One out in the seventh inning with the American League ahead, four to three. Nobody on base. Odell, the left-hander, kicks and fires. Here's a ball outside. Just off the corner, one and two on Willie Mays. One of baseball's most exciting players, Willie. There's a ball that backs him off. It was a curve in too tight, 2-2. Willie in his sixth All-Star game. Right hand batter waiting. One out, nobody on. Odell into action again. Here it comes. Swung on this a fly ball down the right field line. It may be foul. It's right on that line. And it is a foul ball back in the seats. Well, the outfielders here in this park have a tendency to play up the middle. That is, the left and right fielders uh, push in on the center fielder. Now, thereby cutting down the amount of space up the two alleys. And uh, they give the batter the ball hit down the line because it takes a big carom off that wall anyway and usually results in a double. So that defensive maneuver makes it a little tough for the hitter to get that ball up the alley. 2-2, that's a count on Mays. Here's the windup and the pitch. He swings a bounding ball to deep short. McDougal way back, grabs it, throws in the dirt. He's out. McDougal is scouring. So that's two down, and now we'll have a pinch hitter for Skinner, Lee Walls, from the Chicago Cubs, who is enjoying his greatest year, steps in to bat for uh, Bob Skinner. Walls is hitting 305 in 78 games and has 17 home runs. Walls, formerly with the Pittsburgh Pirates, Rogers Hornsby in Chicago has helped him a lot with hitting tips. Lanky, right-hand batter who wears glasses. Odell deals with the bounding ball to second base. Fox gloves it. Now the throw to Scour is in time, and that retires the side. Nothing across for the National League in the seventh inning. 
And so at the middle of the seventh inning, the score is the American League four, the National League three. Well, that Gil McDougal playing shortstop right now is one of the most versatile players in the game. He's been shifted around at many positions during his Yankee career. And as far as a Yankee, well, I guess he's set at second now unless Casey gets another flash. But Gil makes up his own mind about shaving, though. He's been a steady Gillette user for years. The reason? Here's how Gil puts it. There's only one razor that shaves me clean. It makes me look and feel my best. That's the Gillette Super Speed. And, mister, you'll be saying the same thing when you get the Gillette Super Speed that's precision engineered to your skin and beard. You see, there are three, light, regular, and heavy. The light is for men with lighter beards. The regular for men with average skin and beard. The heavy for dense, hard-to-shave beards. Pick the one that's matched to your requirements. Man, what shaves you get. Clean shaves. Comfortable shaves that make you look and feel right on top. Shaves that stay with you hours longer. Now get yourself a new Gillette Super Speed with dispenser of Gillette Blue Blades and a handy travel case. The price is only $1. Some stores still have a limited supply of Gillette's vacation special, the Gillette Fishing Kit. But you'd better hurry. They're almost gone. Some changes in the National League defense. Uh, Dick Farrell, the hard baller from well, the Philadelphia Phils, a fellow who really fires that talent, uh, takes over on the mound to pitch to the American League in the seventh inning. And Walls replaces Skinner, for whom he batted. Walls goes to left field. Mays remains in center. Aaron, who uh, used to play high school football against Willie, is out there right next to him in right field. Thomas is at third, Banks at short, Mazeroski at second, and Musial at first with Crandall still in their catching. Mickey Mantle will lead it off. Well, Mickey has a single, a fly to left, and a base on ball so far as he faces this uh, big uh, husky right-hander, Farrell. Farrell in his first All-Star game. Delivers, and Mantle takes outside ball one. Four runs, nine hits, and two errors for the American Leaguers. The National Leaguers have three runs, four hits, and they've made two errors. Uh, Farrell delivers, and there's a swing and a miss. One and one on Mantle. Fellow Farrell had polio when he was just two years old. He wore a brace on his leg for a year. Now the windup and the pitch is a ball. He started the button, held off. It's two and one on Mickey Mantle. Outfield is deep and around to right on Mickey. Here it comes. He swings and misses. It's an even count on him at two and two. A Farrell, uh, a real relief artist, has a great earned run average this year, 1.17. He's won six and lost two for the Phillies. The windup, the pitch to Mantle is wide. He gave him a blazer that time, and it's three and two on Mickey Mantle. 
scraping around with his spikes out in front of the slab. Now the 3-2 deal. Mantle takes ball four. He's on there. Didn't want to give him anything too good. That's the second walk uh, issued to Mickey. Puts a man on and brings up Jackie Jensen. Well, Jackie's hit into a double play, fly to left, and bounced out the pitcher to the second baseman of the first baseman. Well, last time up, he hit that little ground ball past the mound. Mazeroski grabbed it, but a run came in. Jensen takes a ball outside, a fastball from Farrell. The infield in double play depth against Jackie. Overcast skies in Baltimore, hot and humid weather. And a jam-packed ballpark, Memorial Stadium. Jensen butts at the ball, and it's foul off the inflated chest protector of Jocko Conlon. Man on first, Mickey Mammel. Padres and McMahon are throwing in the bullpen for the National League. Spawn friend Jackson and Farrell have worked so far for the National Leaguers. Here's a set by Farrell. The pitch backs him off, and he hits the dirt. Two and one on Jackie Jensen. The score is four to three in favor of the American Leaguers. They're at bat in the seventh inning. And Mr. Conlon's got to get out that whisk broom again. There's still a hefty breeze blowing out toward right. But all the hits in this game have been singles. Uh, Jensen digging in, waiting on a 2-1 delivery. From Farrell. The set, the pitch, the runner goes, and it's a foul off the mask of Crandall. They had Mantle going on that pitch. Uh, but Jensen fouls it off, and the count is even on him at 2-2. Two Well, Mr. Stengel, who's a pretty good juggler, has certainly juggled around that American League lineup. Mr. Haney has uh, made fewer changes so far. But they've got the talent to call on, and believe me, they'll do it. Now a 2-2 pitch. It's a strike on the outside corner. He's called out on strikes. Here's the game's first strikeout. Looked like a fastball that nipped the outside corner on Jackie Jensen. So there is one out and one on. And the pitcher is due up next, uh, Billy O'Dell. And nobody as yet has come off the American League bench. And here comes Odell, Digger Odell from Clemson. Odell uh, batting left-handed against Farrell, the right-handed. Bounce the ball in front of the plate. Fielded by Thomas, the third baseman. He throws over to Mazeroski, covering the bag at first, and Mantle takes second on the sacrifice. Well, Thomas really charged that ball. He must have known what was coming. 
He caught the ball about four or five feet just in front of the plate and fired to Mazeroski. The sacrifice uh, by Odell moves Mantle on to second base. The play goal goes the third baseman of the second baseman who covered. So here is Scourin, who's gone 0 for 3. He's fly to right, bounced to the pitcher, and grounded into a double play. Thrilling ball game today, 4 to 3. The American League has lead it. Mantle on second. Scourin swings and fouls it out of play upstairs. Strike one on the moose. He got that nickname when he was a youngster because he got a Mussolini-type haircut. Of course, he saw the big, too, and uh, that fits right in. Now, Scowling waits. Farrell fires, and it's a foul ball back on the screen. He gave him a fastball that time. Two strikes on Scowling. Casey Stingle's got his pitcher batting fourth in his uh, current batting order. Odell, followed by Scourin. And McDougal, who came in to bat for the pitcher win, stayed in the ballgame and hitting ninth. So Scourin digs in again, and uh, Farrell uh, takes his cap off, wipes the sweat off his face, looks out the outfield alignment. Well, they're deep and straight away on the Yankee first baseman Scourin. Here it is, swung on and missed. He struck him out on a fastball. No runs on no hits. There were no errors. One man left on base. And at the end of the seventh inning, the score is the American League four, the National League three. Look sharp. Feel sharp. Be sharp and listen, mister. How are you fixed for blades? Do you have blades? How are you fixed for blades? You better check. Pause 30 seconds for station identification. 40 years old and proud of it, Mohawk Chevrolet Schenectady, the Capital District's oldest Chevrolet dealer. You don't stay in the highly competitive car business for 40 years by offering the second best deals. Look at the record. Mohawk has sold over 100,000 cars and trucks. Before you buy any car, check Mohawk Chevrolet. Best by a mile, 748 State Street, Schenectady. WGY, WGFM, Schenectady. GLF offers $50 saving on home freezers now. Two years to pay. Free delivery. Five-year guarantee. GLF, 642 South Pearl, Albany. Here's Odell's pitch now to Musio, and it's outside for a ball. It's the eighth inning. Ernie Harwell along with Bob Neal at Baltimore's Memorial Stadium, the 25th All-Star Game. And the American Leaguers hold a one-run edge right here, 4-3. to three. With Odell pitching, Musial swings and pops it up foul back of the plate. Here comes Barrett, maybe out of play. It is out of play and in the seats. One and one, the count on Musial. Musial single his first time up. He popped the second in the fourth inning and popped the shortstop in the fifth. Seventeenth year as a St. Louis Cardinal. Fellow who's led that National League seven times. 
used to pitch uh, batting practice uh, in the Pittsburgh ballpark when he was just a youngster. Now the 1-1 pitch to Stan. He swings the ground ball past the mound to McDougal at short. He gloves it. Here's the throw to Scour, and Musial is out. And there's one down in the first half of the eighth inning. Well, Hank Aaron will be up next. He had a sacrifice fly to Mantle in center field in the opening inning. He walked in the third and then hit another long fly ball to Mantle in center field in the fifth inning. So Aaron is 0 for 2 for this afternoon. It's 4-3 with the American League ahead in the eighth inning. The outfield back deep, the infield back all the way. On the loose limb to Hank Aaron. Right hand about her, facing Odell. The pitch is a swing and a miss. He gave him a breaking ball down toward the hands, and Aaron took a cut. Strike one on Hank. Odell, the boy from Carolina, gets his sign from Barra, delivers. Aaron takes outside. It's the ball, one and one. Well, Turley, in two and two-thirds innings, as a starting American League pitcher, allowed three runs and three hits. Uh, since then, the American, the National Leaguers have only one hit and no runs. Here's a bombing ball past the mound. McDougal charges this one at short. Fires over to Scourin, and he's out. So that's two out the same way. And the batter will be the shortstop, Ernie Banks, who's been hit by a pitch, popped to second, and bounced to shortstop. The last 11 batters for the, Amer- for the National League have gone out in order. And their last hit was a single by Thomas in the third inning. Great relief pitching by the American Leaguers. Narleski went in Odell. Odell delivers, and Banks swings and misses. He tried to check his swing, but he just couldn't do it. Four to three, American League leads. Two out, nobody on for the National Leaguers in the first half of the eighth. Here it comes. Banks cuts and misses. He uh, seemed to be uh, trying to punch that ball to right that time. It's a strike two count now on Banks. A lean, a lanky right hand batter. Barra goes out to pick up a piece of paper that probably uh, graced a crab cake a little bit earlier. They have them here in Baltimore, you know. Strike two, the count on Ernie Banks. Now Odell into action. Here it comes. He swings and strikes it off. Bring him up. And that retires the side. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. And so, at the middle of the eighth inning, the score is the American League four and the National League three. While Harvey Keene, the uh, great ball player for Detroit, is still on the bench, and he's a mighty fine man to have in reserve. He is really something. Made the All-Star team four years as a shortstop and picked again this year as a center fielder. A real pro and a Gillette man. And here's what Harvey says about that. From my experience, the only way to shave is with a Gillette blade and a Gillette razor. You can't miss either because only Gillette gives you a choice of three razors. There's one with the exact blade edge exposure, angle, and wait for you. The light is for men with lighter beards. The regular for average skin and beard. The heavy for men with dense, hard-to-shave beards. Choose yours and you're set for clean, really clean shaves with comfort you just can't get any other way. If you're lucky, you may find a nearby store that still has one or two Gillette fishing kits on hand. If so, you better grab it. Now, this vacation special includes a Gillette Super Speed Razor, Gillette Blue Blade Dispenser, 
fishing lure and fly and bait box, all for the price of the razor set alone. Only one dollar. Last half of the eighth inning at Baltimore, the American League bats against the fireballing right-handed Dick Farrell of the Phillies and Frank Malzone will lead it off for the American Leaguers. He swings and fouls it out of play, that first pitch, strike one. Well, Fred uh, Haney has stuck with that opening infield all the way. He's got Thomas Banks, Mazeroski, and Musial still in there. His uh, starting catcher is still in there, Crandall. Aaron and Mays are still in. There's a foul ball out of play again up on the right side. Walls has been the only change for the National League except for the pitching. And they've used Spawn, Friend, Jackson, and Farrell. It's been a good, tight ball game, a lot of thrills. Four to three, the American League leads it in the eighth inning. Now the strike two pitch to Malzone. He takes a strike, struck him out. Well, that Farrell has come on here and struck out three of the four men whom he's retired. Didn't have a strikeout at all until he got in there. Now Dell has also picked up one. And here's Yogi Berra. Well, the Baltimore fans are giving uh, Yogi a little uh, good-natured going over because he came in to bat for their local favorite, Triandos, in the sixth inning and popped the third base. Yogi Berra. One of the toughest men with a bat in his hand you ever saw. There's a strike called on Yogi. Maudie, they used to call him when he was just a youngster. Here's the motion, the pitch, he swings the ground ball at the short. Banks charges, gloves it, throws to Musio, barrows out. So that's two down here in the American League half of the eighth inning. And the outfielder, Ted Williams, will step in now. Well, Tad has had some great all-star thrills. Three-run homer in 1941 gave the American League a 7-5 win. Here's a foul ball out of play off the bat of Williams. Well, then in 1946, in his own ballpark up in Boston, he hit two home runs. And the American League has won that one 12 to nothing. Ted Williams. Strike one, the count. Here it is. He takes inside, and it's a 1-1 count on Theodore. Four to three. American League is ahead in the eighth inning. McDougal is out on deck. Well, it's a great thrill to see all these uh, wonderful ball players in action. Now the windup by Farrell. The pitch is a ball outside and high. Two and one, the count. Up goes the right hand to Farrell. He deals a swing and a miss by Tad, and it's an even count on him at two and two. Well, Farrell walked the first man to face him, Mickey Mantle, and he's gotten the next five in succession. And three of those on strikes. Here's a pitch. Down low, almost hit him on the ankle. And it's a full count on Williams. Uh, Tad uh, steps out and uh, asks Jock O'Connor to take a look at the ball. Williams came in as a pinch hitter and was safe on the error in the sixth inning, the error by Thomas at third base. 
That's when the American League has scored the tiebreaker. They lead 4-3. Here's a pitch. Swung on and missed. He struck him out. Well, that Farrell is putting on an exhibition. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on base. And at the end of the eighth inning, the score is the American League 4, the National League 3. Look sharp. All-Star Game. Billy O'Dell, representing the home club, the Orioles, uh, gets ready now to face the National Leaguers in the ninth inning. Thomas is scheduled to lead off, well, then Mazeroski, and then Crandall. We've got a change in the outfield for the American Leaguers, Al Kaline, uh, a Baltimorean who plays for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, goes into left field. Mantle remains in center, Jensen in right. And the infield is Malzon, McDougal, Fox, and Scourin. Odell on the mound. And back of the plate is Yogi Berra. Well, the last 12 batters for the National League have gone down in succession. Duran is throwing in the American League bullpen. The pitch to Thomas is in too tight. It was a curveball, ball one. Thomas walked in the first, single in the third, and fouled to the catcher in the sixth inning. Big right hand about a waiting. Odell deals as a foul ball back toward the screen. Barra racing back. He may have room. He's under it. He's got it. one away and here comes Mazeroski who has fly to left bounced into a double play and grounded out the second all the hits in this contest have been singles well, the American Leaguers have four runs nine hits and two errors and National League three runs four hits and two errors now Odell the left hander kicks and deals and Mazeroski hits a foul ball on the ground uh, down on the third base side Mayo Smith coaching down there. Bill Rigney is coaching at uh, first base now. One down in the ninth inning. The American League ahead, four to three. There's a swing and a miss by Mazeroski. He took a cut at an outside pitch, and he's got a strike two count on him. Mays, Skinner, Musial, and Thomas have the four singles for the National League so far. One down in the ninth. The windup by Odell. The strike two serve. He cuts and fouls it out of play into the upper deck. 0-2. That's the count on Mazeroski. That big breeze uh, blowing out to right, but it uh, hasn't helped any drives out in that direction so far today. Now the windup by Odell. The left hand is served. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. That's the second strikeout. For Odell. And 14 in a row have gone down now as the American League manager, Casey Stengel, is getting some great relief hurling. 
from Narleski, Wynn, and Odell. Well, two down in the ninth, one to go. The American League leads it, four to three. And Odell uh, trying to go for this big one, this last one. He's got to face Del Crandall. Crandall has been retired the same way every time. A fly ball to left. 0 for 3. Ninth inning. Here's a pitch. He takes a ball, a fastball high. A ball one on Del Crandall. Nobody on base here. Two down. Now Dell checks his sign with a Yogi Berra. Here it comes. Crandall takes a curve. It's high. A little bit toward the outside of the plate. And the count is 2-0 and on Dell. Well, the National Leaguers have done all their attacking in the opening innings. They got two runs in the first and one in the second. They got a hit in the third, and they haven't done anything since. Now the motion, the pitch swung on and fouled out of play upstairs. So the count on Del Crandall is two balls and one strike. And they're two down and nobody on of the ninth inning. Well, the outfield is deep and straight away. The infield back all the way around on Crandall. Odell uh, asked Mr. Conlon, uh, throw me another baseball, Jocko. And Jocko left hands one out to the mound. Bob Schmidt is out on deck. Now the windup by Odell. The pitch is swung on and popped up over near second base. Fox backs up on the grass and right. He's under it. He's got it, and the game is over. The American League is winning. Crandall pops to Nelly Fox, and that retires the side. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. The final score of the American League, four runs, nine hits, and two errors. The National League, three runs, four hits, and two errors. In a moment, we'll review the highlights of the game for you. Are you struggling with pin curls every night, putting off a permanent because you're afraid your hair will look too curly? Forget it. Now, Tony guarantees a new permanent that holds a set far longer and still gives you the look you want. It's new Tony with hidden body, blended in with costly conditioning liquids never before used for permanent waving. Tony's hidden body wave gives you any look you want. If you like curls, set them and you get them. Hidden body can give you the new full-bodied puffed look, too. Or set it smooth and sleek. Tony's hidden body will never show, never droop, either. It holds a set like no other permanent can. And only Tony has it. So get the look you want. Put long-lasting hidden body in your hair. Remember... Only Tony can put it there. New Tony with hidden body. New flip-up end papers, too. The youngsters had their say here in this silver jubilee of the All-Star game. Billy O'Dell and Dick Farrell, a couple of youngsters who, one who found himself uh, coming into this world the year the All-Star game started. That was Billy O'Dell. And Dick Farrell, who was born the year after the All-Game started, while he did not get credit for the victory nor charged with the loss, certainly gave quite an impressive performance. The American League, loaded with the big home run hitters, as well as the National League, found themselves not able to hit one out of the park against the fine pitching of both leagues. 
The American League getting four runs on nine hits, committing two errors, leaving seven men on the bases. All of the base hits uh, for both uh, leagues found themselves uh, the single variety. The National League getting three runs on four hits, two errors, and leaving five. Both Warren Spahn and Bob Turley, the highly publicized starters for uh, both leagues, uh, did not exactly cover themselves with glory, although both uh, certainly uh, displayed their talents of all-stars. Turley started, lasted one and two-thirds, gave up three hits and charged with three runs. And uh, the starter for the National League, Warren Spahn, worked three innings, gave up five hits. He was charged with two of the American League runs. Bob Friend, who followed Warren Spahn, worked two innings, two and a third to be uh, exact. He gave up four hits, and he is the losing pitcher since he walked two and gave up two runs. The go-ahead run given up by Friend. Jackson, who followed, did not give up a hit. And young uh, Dick Farrell, who came on the seventh, worked the seventh and eighth innings, worked two innings, struck out four. There had not been a strikeout until the seventh inning when he got Jackie Jensen. The uh, American League, Ray Narleski of the Cleveland Indians, who worked three and a third innings, coming on a tight spot, gave up only one hit, walked only one batter, did not allow a run. Early Wynn, who pitched the sixth inning, put down the National League in order, getting Thomas to foul out, Mazeroski to bounce out, and Crandall to fly out. And he turned out to be the winner since in the sixth inning, the American League went ahead. Billy O'Dell, a youngster for the Baltimore Orioles, a left-hander with amazing control, came in, worked the seventh, eighth, and ninth. He retired the National League in order, getting fellows like Willie Mays, Lee Wall, Stan Musial, Hank Aaron, Ernie Banks, Frank Thomas, Bill Mazeroski, and Del Crandall. And that, uh, my friends, is quite a performance in any league. Certainly the three double plays by the National League kept the score from being any larger than 4-3 in favor of the American League. The uh, fact that no home run was hit in today's uh, ball game marks the first time in the American League, at least that an all-star game has been played in American League Park, that a home run has not been hit. And uh, only four times previous to today had such a game been played, they had all occurred in National League Parks. So the American League now has won 15 and has lost 10. The National League had won six out of their last eight, and so out of the last nine games played, the uh, National League now has won six out of nine, but the American League making it two victories in a row. Well, that's the story today. American League, four runs, nine hits, two errors. The winners, the losers, the National League, three runs, four hits, two errors. The winning pitcher, early win of the Chicago White Sox. The losing pitcher, Bob Friend of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, fans, that wraps up our broadcast of today's All-Star Game. But make a note that on Friday night, that's July the 11th, Gillette presents the 10-round welterweight match between Gaspar Ortega and Mickey Crawford. Plan to be with us via radio or TV and enjoy the excitement. Our thanks to our NBC engineer, Harry Al Alexander. This broadcast was produced by NBC Sports Editor Paul Jonas. And this is Bob Neal saying smooth sailing, smooth shaving, and good afternoon for your host, the Gillette Safety Razor Company.